0: Word up. Is it Monday? It's not Monday night. It's Sunday. What, what are r- we doing on it? I don't, there, don't Dan? believe What's it. What's going on? This is for Dan Logan Show with you now from Sundays from 2 until 6. With me is Mr. Dave Dean. Word up. And Mr. Gavin Hammond.
1: Am I supposed to say word up or something?
0: Thank you. That's perfect. You're welcome.
2: Vocal Radio with Dan Logan.
0: Uh, yes, Mr. Dave Dean has joined us and obviously Kevin Hammond as well. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, first of all, Mr. Dean. Yeah. What I, can I do? I can't believe this. I can't believe this sunlight.
3: I, I can't believe sunlight. No, I, I also can't believe it's nice weather and we're inside a
0: studio on a bank holiday Sunday. What's going on? That's the sound of Mr. Dean just messing around with some stuff in the background <laughs> if you're hearing that. Um, just grabbing a melon. Ah. Uh, also, if you have any ideas of what to do with a melon, any point that's our fruit of the week uh this week is the melon dave has some fantastic melon facts but uh, we want to know um what 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 can you do with one really
1: what can well, you well
0: i'm i'm trying to juggle with it at the moment just one though catch go
3: okay we're going to continue you, playing we're this now thing. dropping it around the studio excellent. It's excellent that's fantastic where's
1: this from <laughs> <laughs>
3: off. They, they didn't give me the money off either there, anyway planned. yeah ah. so
0: um if you have any suggestions of what to do with this melon then do please let us know now i'm going to introduce you to mr gavin Dr. Gavin doctor, Hammond, Doctor, Doctor Gavin Hammond. Sorry, I'll get Sorry,
1: that right. It's okay.
0: That's all right. Uh, this is the Dan Logan Show on a Sunday now. Remember that, Gavin Hammond, Doctor, Doctor Gavin Hammond, Sir Gavin Hammond. Thank you. I thought I'd just elevate you a bit more. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. It's nice to be here. Uh, excellent. Now you're going to talk to us a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier on, a little bit later on about uh, nuclear power. I'm going to give it a go. Nuclear yeah. energy. Yeah. But you are a,
1: you have a doctorate. I've got a. a PhD in 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 nuclear physics. I've got a nuclear physicist on the show. You have indeed. That's fantastic. I don't glow in the dark or anything like that. There's no need to worry. I thought I was going to try that then. I was going to just turn the lights off and see what happened. I think the sun's way too strong today. You
3: you still haven't quite got this afternoon show business sorted, have you? I haven't got the idea of daylight
0: still. No, not quite. I'm not melting there, at least. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) You've got less hair than you used to have. (laughs) Yeah, my hair's gone.
1: That's what it is. (laughs) Um, Yes, now, Ben, you're from Allsager. I'm from Allsager. But you've been to Munich. I was in Munich, uh, for a job and I was out there for about one and a half years and I came back a couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I- thought I'd tune into a couple of local radio stations and-, and this is what I found. I'm suitably impressed. You've ended up getting sucked into the radio and into the show. Absolutely.
0: Um, nuclear physics. What- what- what's that all about? What is it? Be yeah.
1: Uh, well it's- it's the physics of the atomic nucleus. Does that make I'm it any clearer? Sorry, no. no? Shall I, yeah, no I remember a little,
0: bit, a little bit from science lessons.
1: Nucleus is something to do with the atom. It is. It's the middle. Nucleus means centre. Uh, so you can have a, a, a nucleus of, of anything, really. But nuclear physics is specifically physics relating to the the centre of, of an atom. So an atom is this tiny, tiny, tiny uh, little particle-like thing, which is what molecules are made of. And molecules, of course, make up everything else. So if we start on a macroscopic level, we take Dave's melon. Here it is. <laughs> you paid a little bit too much for it, we understand. Um, but this, this melon is made up of melon molecules, okay? And if you um, break those molecules down even further, you get to an atom. And at the centre of each of those atoms is the nucleus. And that's what I've been studying. That's, that's what nuclear physics is. It's, it's looking at how uh, these, the, the centre of the atom interacts with uh, other melon-like uh, atoms. Now, do we know everything about atoms, or are they still
0: pretty much an enigma?
1: Uh, well, we've got a pretty good idea of, of how they interact. Uh, the problem is you can't use classical mechanics to describe what's going on. You've got to use a different sort of physics to explain this. If you were to kick a football, uh, then you can you can do some maths, you can predict whereabouts it's going to go based on how much power you put into the kick, the shape of the ball, how flat the, the playing surface is and so on. How good a footballer you how are. How good a footballer you are, absolutely. Um, but when you get quite small, I mean, if you, you reduce the size, so you go from a football to a melon, and then all the way down to an atomic nucleus, then the usual laws of physics no longer apply, I and mean, you have to use something called quantum mechanics. Now, I watched Quantum Leap. Does that help me? It doesn't. Ah, no. <laughs> but it's a great programme. Uh, yeah, quantum mechanics. So this is um, it's what we use to what physicists use to describe uh, atomic and subatomic. Uh, structures like the like this atomic nucleus at the centre of this atom. And uh, really, you, you can't perform any measurements as such. You just have to use maths and make probabilities. So instead of saying, I have one atom in my left hand and one atom in my right hand, y- you can't do that. They're too small. You have to say, there's a 50% chance there's an atom in my left hand and a 50% chance there's one in my right hand. So it's um, it's a bit of a fudge,
3: really. So, in terms of size, I mean, obviously, they're, they're tiny, tiny things. Tiny, I mean, tiny. In, in terms of things that people could visualise, I mean, how many atoms might there be in something like a melon, for instance? Oh, billions. Billions. These...
1: That... Sorry, do uh, continue. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was just about to say that uh, an atomic nucleus is uh, something like a billionth of a millimetre in diameter. That's, uh, you... that's very hard to even visualise. I mean, you can't visualise right? it, not at all, no, no. But it's small.
0: I was going to isn't there a um, sort of... Uh, how many atoms can, uh, if an atom was the size of a golf ball, then the atoms on a pinhead would go around the world so many times, isn't there? Or something I have like no that. I've no idea what you're You, you talking just made about. that up, Dan. But it sounds very what, impressive What, what, what and you and didn't it know is that I, I am also a doctorate. Uh, really? In, uh, in, in uh, um, whatever it was. <laughs> melons? <laughs> in melons. In melon physics. Very good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, so you graduated. What university was it? Uh, at Kiel. Ah, so, so, you know, local, local university. university. And Absolutely. then you went straight into
1: Munich? I did. Yeah. You know, I thought, well, I need a job. And I uh, saw this job out in Munich. It was relatively well paid. Uh, it was in Germany. That was the problem, though. Uh, but, you know, I'd got no real reason to stay around here. So
3: you, you, you're a nuclear physicist, but you didn't know that Munich was in Germany?
1: Not until I was there. Right, okay. No, I thought it was you near know,
3: Cobridge or something. <laughs> when, <of it. laughs>
0: when I went to uni at um, Glamorgan in South Wales, and I was convinced when I first found out that of course it was in Scotland. <laughs> I suppose I was getting Glamorgan and Glasgow mixed up, I don't know.
3: I, I can feel we need to do geography on this programme before too long. I think we need long. A, a,
1: a, yeah, sort of geography lesson, maybe, from <laughs> now on. Yeah, so, um, your job in unico was yes. nothing to do with atoms. No, it was a science-based job. Um, I was out there working as a, a patent attorney, so I was uh, drafting patents for, for new inventions, and... Before I went out to Munich, it sounded like the most most exciting job ever, really. It sounds like one of those jobs on, on, you know, the kind of things like Dragon's Den Dragon's and stuff Den. like that. You get to see all these new like inventions. That? Uh, no, well there were five people sat in a room with lots of money, but um, <laughs> people weren't pitching their, their ideas to them. Uh, and it turns out that the sort of work I was doing was actually rather mundane, rather boring. Uh, so it wasn't the latest rocket car, then, that you were painting? No, no, I'm afraid not.
3: Do you not get any mad professors turning up with crazy inventions? Nothing like that. Like not even Professor
0: Heinz Wolf. The, the, the greatest of all mad professors, really, no,
3: no. Or, or Professor Pat Pending from the Wacky Races. He great,
0: very good. <laughs> that's very, that's very clever, Dave. That's very clever for this time of afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not getting used to this time thing. <laughs> but it's just coming up to 25 minutes past two, which is a bit mad for me to be honest. Normally uh, it's 25 minutes past six. Well, I normally do the show. This is getting confusing for me, and possibly for you, so I'll shut up about it now. Um, still to come, Mr Gavin Hammond. We met him just now. We're going to be talking nuclear physics and nuclear energy around Britain. That's a bit after the break. Also, don't forget, we've got Words of the Week. If you want to uh, play along, then you can do at home. We also are Fruit of the Week. Don't forget, we want to know what you can do on a Sunday, or indeed any day, with a melon. Lovely being demonstrated by Gavin. Hold it up to the microphone so it can speak. How's that? There you go, lovely, that, that's just beautiful. Uh, so let us know what you think you can do with a melon, and any melon facts. Help us out on this week's uh, Fruit of the Week.
2: Focal Radio with Dan Logan.
0: And we're talking to Gavin Hammond, who's joined us for the day. Hello, Gavin. Hello. We were talking about about you earlier on. Very, Very important. A, yeah. Egg, oh a, a, awesome. Doctor Gavin Hammond, I should say. Thank you, of course. Uh, but you're actually here to talk about, amongst other things, um, nuclear energy. Nuclear energy. Nuclear exactly power. What yeah. it goes on in Britain. Um what so what is The current power station. Then,
1: Uh, do we have one? Do we have many? There's quite a few nuclear power plants in the UK. I I don't know the number offhand. I it's probably in the teens or twenties, something like that, maybe. Um, But the the general power situation in the UK at the moment is uh, you're probably aware. I mean, we've all got iPods, we've all got mobile phones and laptops, and we just plug them in willy nilly. Can I say that on air? I I
0: think you can.
3: Thank you. You
1: just did. I just assuming you can. Just gloss over it. I I will. (laughs) No one noticed. No. Um, we, We take energy for granted. You know, if something runs low, we charge it up. And, you know, I, I do the same, so I'm, I'm no different from anybody we, we else. We actually
3: celebrated Energy Wasting Day a few uh, weeks ago. On oh, really? the really? Which uh, was a bit of an April Fool's joke.
1: <laughs> okay. But it was a real event,
0: though. It, it was a real, yes, a real event, yes, yes.
1: Good. Um, you know, we're wasting energy all the time, or at least using energy, and our demands now for energy are, are relatively high. So if we need power, we expect to flick a switch and be able to charge our, our laptops and our mo- mobile telephones. So um, we're used to having lots of power, Most of our power in in this country comes from burning fossil fuels. So this is things like oil uh, and and gas and coal using these types of of fuel. Um, And when you burn them, you get lots of energy out, which is all very good. We can convert that to electricity. But the problem with that, as I'm sure you're aware, is you get these greenhouse gases. This is things like carbon dioxide or CO2, as it's known. And um, this CO2 isn't able to escape from the Earth's atmosphere. And it's also very, very good. It's, It's quite a reflective gas. Um, it allows the sun's uh, heat, the sun's energy, to pass through it. The sun's energy bounces off the surface of the Earth, but then it can't escape back into back into space, um, and the, the consequence is that the Earth is heating up, just like a greenhouse. So, uh, really, Britain needs to reduce its um, CO2 emissions, as does uh, the United States, and, and particularly China as well. So, one way of doing this is to move away from using uh, fossil fuel types of power, uh, such as coal and gas, uh, and use cleaner energy sources. So this might be wind or solar power. Uh, but as I mentioned, because we, we expect and we're used to s- such a, a good supply and a high uh, demand of, of energy on tap... Things like wind power and solar power can't provide us with, with enough energy. I mean, to, to charge your mobile phone is going to take several um, uh, large solar cells. They're very, very inefficient. And yes, the energy is clean, but it probably take like a week to charge your mobile. Well, I never understood, and I think we've mentioned
0: this on the show before, the solar-powered torches. I don't understand them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's probably not much use for them, unless they've got some sort of storage battery. I, I, I don't know. Um... The other alternative um, the, well, as far as I can see, the only viable alternative at the moment uh, is to fill the gap with nuclear energy. and of course it's it's a, a relatively clean fuel in that you don't get any um, carbon dioxide, you don't get these greenhouse gas byproducts, but you do have the problem of nuclear waste. now had uh, had the government um, fifteen or twenty years ago been aware of what our power and energy demands would be, um, this far down the line in, in the early 21st century, maybe they would have um, invested more in, in developing solar panels, building more wind farms, uh, but they didn't. I suppose with the growth of the population has been so huge over
0: the last 100 years anyway, yeah, that it would have been pretty difficult to see what was going it's, on. It's
1: tough to predict. It, it, it really is. Um, so, I mean, yes, you could blame the government, but it, you know, it's difficult for anyone to, to uh, foresee the power needs of the future. Um, so now we're left with a situation where we want to charge our phones and uh, we're running out of um, fossil fuels. We're trying to use less and less fossil fuels as well, uh, and it's very urgent and essential that we do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think plugging the gap with nuclear energy, uh, for the short term at least, is, uh, is, is the way to go and, and what, will, what will have to happen in the UK.
0: So what happens in these things? Is it
1: sort of like The Simpsons?
0: And there's lots of people running around with green rods and things.
1: <laughs> How does it actually sort of... Well, to be honest, you know, I've never been in a nuclear power plant. But you're a nuclear I, physicist, man. Well, <laughs> well, I've studied it from the outside. <laughs> I think there yeah. should be a, a school trip for you next week. Yeah, to, I'd like to, to, go to do that. One. If, if you'd like to pay, then I'll visit <laughs> the field or somewhere, yeah. Um, so in a, a typical nuclear power plant, uh, a process takes place called nuclear fission. Uh, it, it's not. It's not. I was going
0: to say. I was going to make a very silly joke. Go then, on. But I won't about sort of fishing rods and stuff like angling. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: People, I'm just angling for three-eyed fish, is fishes. Yeah. One? That's what go, again about. going from Simpsons. from the Simpsons, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, the Simpsons gave me most of my my background before I chose <laughs> to study nuclear <laughs> <laughs> physics. Is oh, this please, why you chose uh, to study? It, it is. Yeah. And you I you wanted found it to be Homer. Homer. Well, I think I am. <laughs> <aren't> I?
3: <laughs> Get the man some donuts.
1: I thought you were going to say that the Simpsons formed a part of my thesis or something. like I'd like to say that, but but unfortunately not. No. Um, So, yeah, nuclear fission. What's a nuclear physicist's favourite food? This is going to be a silly joke, isn't it? Mm. What is a nuclear physicist's favourite food? Fish and chips. That's poor. Do you see what I did there? That's
0: that's (laughs) fantastic. If I had one of those silly jingles, like a... (laughs) have done it. That'll do. You just did it.
1: Okay, nuclear fission. Um, So nuclear, as we've already discussed, this is the the centre of of an atom. This, This is the nucleus. And fission, if something fissures, it splits. So nuclear fission is the splitting of a nuclear atom, and if you can split an atom, or split the, the nucleus in particular, you get a huge amount of energy out. Now that, that just brought me thinking about, obviously, atomic bombs, isn't that how mm-hmm. they work? It is, yeah. But the difference with uh, with a nuclear power plant is it's a controlled explosion, effectively. So you're, you're splitting these atoms, the energy is coming out, and the energy is then used to um, to, to heat water, basically, in a large series of pipes and it uh, turns the water into steam, and the steam drives turbines, gets converted to electricity. Um, but the, obviously the, the main problem with um, with splitting atoms is that you, you're left with two different atoms, and uh, these are quite often radioactive, and what you do with them? This, these are the radioactive waste products. Uh, do these glow green then? Probably. Or well, they make things glow green, uh, I, I expect. Yeah. So Melons so and, and so forth. So this is the reason why people say that some people are against nuclear power it's not necessarily actually getting the power from in the first place no 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 it's it's what's done with the the byproducts absolutely yeah to all intents and purposes it's a it's a clean source of energy um but you're just left with some bits that you you can't really use um and if i just run you through roughly what happens um in in terms of producing nuclear energy where you get the fuel from um uranium ore is is mined out of the earth. There's lots of uranium. It's mainly in uh, Canada and Australia. I think they make up about 40% of of the earth's supply of of uranium ore. And this natural uranium um, is going to be used as the fuel, but it contains two types of uranium, and they're called uranium-238 and uranium-235. And uranium-238 makes up more than 99% of what you dig out of the ground. And it's useless. It's the uranium <laughs> two Fantastic. three yeah, five. Op- obviously. I, absolutely.
3: <laughs> is is that not putting a big kind of carbon cost just in digging it up then?
1: Uh, well, I well, I suppose it's the same with uh, with digging out coal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, yes. Yeah. Um, it's 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 no different. Uh, I don't think there's any alternative. We can't really get around it. But once you've got the fuel, then you're onto a winner, really. So what happens to all the spare stuff? Uh, well, the uranium two three eight. Um, is is actually extracted from the uranium ore in a process called enrichment and this is what um, you've probably seen in the news relatively recently uh, in Iran President Ahmadinejad I think his name is um, is building nuclear power stations and the United States are convinced that um, that he's building some sort of weapon and the Iranians are using an enrichment process to increase the percentage of uranium-235. Uranium-235 is the useful one. You can use that for your fuel you can also use it for weapons. And as I said, when you dig this stuff out of the ground, uranium-235 makes up less than 1%. If you can enrich it to maybe 3 or 4%, then you can use that as fuel. If you get up to 90% enriched uranium-235, then you've got weapons grade. So, obviously, the United States are very keen to make sure that the United Nations keep an eye on, on Iran, to make sure that they don't overdo their enrichment. Um, one thing you can do with the with the useless pot of the uranium, the uranium-238, is uh, make gun shell casings and armoured tips um, for um, armour-piercing bullets and things like that. So, Are there, are there any, any nice things you can do with it? Not really. It all seems to be <laughs> weapons-related, doesn't it? And, and you're selling so, nuclear as a good thing? Uh, uh, I'm selling it as the only <laughs> option we've got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're selling it as. That's-, <laughs> that's right. So, um, essentially, yeah, once you've, you've dug this stuff up, you enrich it. Um, And then you've got your your nuclear fuel and you can sit it in a power station and uh, you fire a neutron. A neutron is a a subatomic particle and you you use a a neutron source and you can fire tiny little particles at these uranium atoms. A subatomic particle is... A subatomic particle is is smaller than an atom. It's subatomic. So these are the things that make up... The, the nucleus. The um, nucleus is made of protons and neutrons. And by firing one of these tiny neutrons, which is smaller than the nucleus, at the nucleus, is it? Are you following this? I am, it's actually. Good. No, good I'm idea. getting this. So we, imagine it like uh, maybe a football as a nucleus and you're firing a ping-pong pong ball at it? Correct, yeah. And the ping-pong ball would hit the football and make the football split into two smaller balls, let's say two cricket balls. Um, and you get lots of energy out. But you've also got radioactive cricket balls, because you've got yeah,
0: and it's what you do. And then and then how is the energy? So you have sort of blown this thing up, a of, a fence, um, yeah. offensively. I meant <laughs> effectively. Yes. And how do you actually? How do you grab?
1: Because I'm assuming it's an explosion. So how do you get yeah. the? How do you grab the power then? So this this um, nuclear reaction takes place in water, and the water gets heated. Um, it passes through a series of pipes, as I say, and, and is turned to steam. And this steam has the ability to, to turn a generator, which can essentially turn uh, kinetic energy, moving energy, into electricity. Um, and once you... So something else that happens when you, when you split your nucleus or when, when you split the football, not only do you get two cricket balls out, but you get a few more ping-pong balls, you get a few more neutrons. These neutrons go on to cause other reactions in other uranium atom, atoms, um, and this is a chain reaction. And of course if this process starts to run away, um, then you've essentially got a bomb. So on the Simpsons you have these um, glowing green carbon rods, and if the process starts to run away you drop a load of these carbon rods uh, into the into the reactor, and the carbon is very very good at absorbing neutrons, it's good at absorbing these ping-pong balls, um, and it's, it's a way of slowing down or ultimately stopping The uh, the the nuclear process. So that's what they're all about. That's what it's all about. The other good
0: thing that I was just thinking when you you were talking about um, hot water and stuff and then steaming water. Of course, if you're a James Bond baddie, then Mm -hmm. having one of those would be pretty good to drop people in there. Absolutely. Oh, they'd fry. So you know. So that's another possibly not positive use. But if you are a James Bond baddie out there and you're looking for some form of lair, then possibly. A nuclear power station would be the one for you. It's going to be on the short list, I think. Yeah, I think it would be. Uh, it's just coming up to three o'clock. This is the Dan Logan Show here on Focal Radio. Don't forget, if you want to get in contact with us about anything, maybe you've got some uh, atomic questions for, uh, for Gavin, then uh, do let us know. Coming up later on in the show, we shall be doing our higher and lower. Uh, with Dave Uton, this morning. what is it this time? Uh, this time, because the show is on a Sunday,
3: and it's the first one, the first Sunday show of uh, of the Dan Logan show, uh, the higher or lower is um, translation or creation. It's uh, whether it's uh, a, a foreign word for the word Sunday or something we just made up.
0: <laughs> Excellent, something that you just made up. Well,
3: I was trying to make it an inclusive
0: thing, but yes, yeah, something that I made up. Yeah, if you want to get involved with that, you pit your wit against the uh, the might of Mr. Dave Dean.
3: <laughs> I it won't I take, much.
0: take much, you're upselling believe, it I can't believe I just said that <laughs> um, Now, Gavin has a brain teaser for us uh, I'm just going to get it up on my screen so I can give it to you I don't understand this and I've got the answer in front of me But see if you know the answer to this Question, there is a group of children standing uh, in a circle The fifth child, 1-2-3-4-5 The fifth child is standing directly opposite the 17th child So how many children are there all together? I'll say that again, write it down A group of children are standing in a circle. The fifth child is standing directly opposite the 17th child. So how many children are there altogether in that circle?
2: Vocal Radio with Dan Logan.
0: My dad's just emailed to say if I want to, uh, we're supposed to be having a barbecue today. No, I think it's perfect weather for a barbecue. I don't know what his matcha is. Although, that isn't working, so I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> I pressed a button, see, I knew it couldn't last for too long. I knew it would end up wrecking the joint as soon as I got here.
2: Focal Radio with Dan Logan.
0: Now, we, uh, launched a brain teaser with, uh, with Gavin just uh, before the, uh, before the adber- ad adbert? Before the news, I'll say that, it's easier to say <laughs> an advert. Um, I've got the answer in front of me and I don't understand it, but, um, what is that question once Shall more. I give it to you again? Do you yes. want to grab,
1: grab yourself a, a pencil a and a bit pen- of paper? Yes. Uh, this is the question. A group of children are standing in a circle, and the, the fifth child is standing directly opposite the seventeenth child. So the question is, how many children are there all together? How many children are in this circle? I haven't got a clue. Maybe if you try and, try to and draw, draw a diagram, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it it's really quite simple. I think once you get the answer, you, you will kick yourself, because it is pretty,
0: pretty easy. I could try drawing a diagram and showing it to the radio. I think that would work. <laughs> You could. Well, start by trying to draw a circle
1: and see how you get on, (laughs) I think.
0: No, I'll I'll fail at that. Gavin Hammond has joined us here in the studio talking about nuclear fission and all that sort of stuff. We have a question. Someone has emailed in. We have a fantastic question for you. This is from Mr. Cat. Mr. Mr. Cat has emailed. Okay. That is clever. Clever of him, I think. Um, Um, Yes. yes. He asks, um, do you like Atomic Kitten? Absolutely. What's not to like? Genius, really, is the word for it. We've had an email in, Gavin. Have we? Yeah, from Rebecca. About so, the brain teaser? Uh, no, sadly. It oh. is about you, though. Good. Can we have a photo of a scientist, it reads. He sounds very sexy. <laughs> How
1: embarrassing. Speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say, i will tell you what, Rebecca, give
0: us a go at the brain teaser, which Gavin will read out again in his fantastic voice. Uh, email us at, and if you get it almost right, or even indeed right, then we'll, uh, we'll pop a picture up on the website. Fair Perhaps enough, that. okay. On, on the, we'll do it on the, on the MySpace site on the Focal radio, my uh, not Focal radio, Dan Lopenshow. What, what if she gets it wrong? Erm, um, then... She gets a picture of Dan. <laughs> I'm not gonna be the booby prize.
3: <laughs> there's plenty of pictures of Dan on the <laughs> website already, there's too many.
1: That's not fair. Anyway, let's have the uh, brain teaser once more. The question once again, okay, a group of children are standing in a circle. Wh- why? That's the question. <laughs> why, what are they doing in that circle? Why? No, well, I... they were playing Pass the Parcel, obviously. Probably, probably drinking or something. Pass the nuclear fishing days. rod. Or whatever they have. The the little uh, inanimate carbon rod from from The Simpsons, that's right. that's what we do. Um, A group of children are standing in a circle. The fifth child is standing directly opposite the seventeenth child. How many children are there all together? So once more, so people who weren't listening can pay attention There, A group of children are standing in a circle. The fifth child is standing directly opposite the seventeenth child. So the question is, how many children are there all together?
0: That is the question. Coming up after the next song, we shall be launching Word of the Week as well. Can Dave um, manage to outbrain me and Gavin?
3: I think it's a little unfair having Gavin in, really, isn't it? I think the chances of me being able to outbrain him... Pretty minimal. Here we'll, we we'll go. We'll <laughs> like. I could do, yeah.
0: We'll see what it's like.
2: Focal Radio with Dan Logan.
0: Time for word of the week, but just before Dave does that, Rebecca has indeed emailed us back. So, uh, she mm-hmm. says, I think it's 20. The answer to the quiz? She thinks the answer is 20. She says they're probably in a circle playing Ring of Roses or something.
1: Uh, they probably are, but uh, 20's not right, I'm afraid. No. There's a little bit of. Does off.
3: that mean you get the photo of Dan?
1: <laughs> or do you, do you allow us to stick a photo of you on anyway? Well, because it's sort of partly right, she can have a photo of part of me, like my right leg, for example. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I was careful. worried for a it? second there. It is Sunday afternoon. Sorry. We'll
0: get a picture of your right leg for now, Ben, and we'll put it up on the, we'll do it on the MySpace. Okay. Okay. I will
3: take that on air as we Which, speak. Uh, we set Good.
0: this up a couple of uh, <laughs> weeks ago. Right that Dave's just taking the photo now, <laughs> that's what that sound is. Uh, we, we set up the uh, Dan Logan Facebook page uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show, so uh, it's The Dan Logan Show, I think, isn't it, Dave, if you search for that?
3: It's, uh, yeah, if you search under, um, sort of, pages and profiles, The Dan Logan Show. And, uh, and we'll stick we it on the uh, the blog for the uh, Dan Logan show as well. well
0: there you go. See, we were just serving the community, really. <laughs>
3: exactly, yes. What so, was well, a charity, go. if you like? Yes. Because you know, it's not like we do it for money.
0: No. Right!
3: <laughs> Let's go with the Word of the Week. We need the jingle. Right, we haven't pre-warned you about this, have no, we? No, not yet. Um, no. I'll, I'll let you guess what the jingle is after three. One, two, three. It's Word, word of, of the, the week. week. It was a bit kind of a duo then, wasn't it?
0: That was that was, <laughs> that, was, that was that was horrendous
3: <laughs> that was <laughs> the worst we we promised we'll have get, proper jingles i meant to week. get a
0: keyboard in and do that properly but we'll do it later we'll do it next week <laughs> oh
3: well i suppose i've better that given to you really yeah. haven't i uh, we, we have two, in case you're, you're new to the show, because, you know, we change the time slot. Word of the Week. We're, we're on or, Sunday now. It ought to be Words of the Week, really, shouldn't it? Because we have two words every week, one of which is real and one of which is fake, and uh, they both have meanings, so we give you the two words, and uh, we need you to uh, ring in or, or text in or email in with uh, what you think they mean. First of all, they both have meanings, and also suggestions of which is real and which is fake. So, the two words for this week, Oh, now they're both quite long. Um, the first one is jura particle, right? Which is Q U A D R A D U R A P A R T I C L E. Now the piece, particle.
0: The piece of paper that you wrote down Gavin's brain teaser mm-hmm. on. You get that piece of paper back out mm-hmm. and, and start writing these down. Oh, I would think so. You meant you two pieces of paper, to be honest, because they're that long.
3: We might have to spell these again in a second. The next one's even longer. I'm, I'm a little worried that we're going to run out of time before the news does actually <laughs> say this one. Uh, quasi-hemi-demi-semi-quaver. Right. Is the word. I'll Quasi- try and say that a bit more fluently. Quasi-hemi-demi-semi... No, I can't do it. Quasi-hemi-demi-semi-quaver. <laughs> That was fantastic. I I will attempt to spell that. Uh, If you tune in halfway through this, you're going to think it's Countdown. Q-U-A-S-I-H-E-M-I-D-E-M-I-S-E-M-I-Q-U-A-V-E-R. Quasi-hemi-demi-semi-quaver. And the other word <coughs> is quadra dura particle I'll spell them both very quickly. Q-U-A-D-R-A-D-U-R-A-P-A-R-T-I-C-L-E, quadra-draura-particle, and quasi-hemi-demi-semi-quaver, Q-U-A-S-I-H-E-M-I-D-E-M-I-S-E-M-I-Q-U-A-V-E-R.
0: That's seemed to go on forever. It did, didn't it? <laughs> they are the two words of the week. Me and Gavin will shall be having a little think. If you get it right, though, no more pictures of Gavin. Now, the word of the week, which you can't even say, to be honest. <laughs> quadra dura particle is the first one, and quasi, quasi hemi demi semi quaver is the other one. Dave, you know what they are. Gavin, any I don't even know
1: which. I don't know. I, well, the first word, the quadra du, dura particle. Obviously, it's some sort of particle, so I, I should know what it means, being a, well, a, a You physicist,
3: would have thought, you would. Well, I'm
1: disappointed. Really? Who would have thunk it, you know? I, I should know if
0: quasi-hemidemi-semiquaver is a word, because I'm a musician. Well, so I've, what you're telling
3: me is we have a scientific-sounding word that a scientist knows nothing about, and a musical word that a musician knows nothing about. Pretty much. I think two points to me, two down points <laughs> to me, so. You're not getting down points
1: for that. <laughs> I, I, can I have a, a stab at the, the second one, the... the Quasi, hemi, demi, semiquaver. Because I think if you break it down into the individual bits, it, it, it might help. So quasi means real and not real. Hemi is half of a sphere. Demi is half of a cylinder. Semi is half of a circle. And quaver is obviously a cheese crisp. So it's <laughs> it's, it's half a crisp. <laughs> That's well,
3: no. probably closer than Dan's got, actually.
0: Is it? Yeah. Um, well, I know that hemi, demi, semi quaver is a very, very small note, musical note. But it's the quasi bit that I'm can confused Can you quasi
3: at. a hemi-demi-semi-quaver? That, that's, that's the, the thing. Point.
0: So if you could say quasi is something that either is or isn't. Well, you can have a quasi-particle. You can have a quasi <laughs> You could. <laughs> so we should put the two together.
3: We'll get rid of the hemi-demi-semi-quaver and the quadra-drawer, and then you know the, what the word means. Well, I know what a quasi-particle is. Explain that, then.
1: It, it's a, a particle that is and that isn't. I don't think that's really explained. That's think, confused, isn't it? Matter and antimatter. Do
0: you know? I think <laughs> I, I think I could be a nuclear physicist. Do you think so? i just say it could be. It might not be.
1: <laughs> you just make <laughs> up yeah. stuff that no one's an idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Make so up there some there is words. words and then say it ah, could be. Might not be. <laughs> that's pretty much what Dave's done here, anyway.
3: Making up yeah, words. So Dave, you, you, you just anyway. I, I'm I'm almost a doctor here,
0: aren't I? Y- y- possibly. Yes. Not a medical doctor though, No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't no. put my life in your hands,
3: but now. I thought you already did every time you came on the radio. <laughs> I put my own life in my hands every time <laughs> I came on the
2: radio. Focal Radio with Dan Logan.
0: I'd like to think I'm looking quite sharply dressed today. <laughs> That's not the face I wanted to see, Gavin. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not quite Pinstripe Monday, is it, Dan? No, I do. be my, my Pinstripe waistcoat, though, is in the other oh. office.
3: I, I think you should bring it yeah, in.
0: I think I should. Maybe not now. Um, now, before uh, ooh, last hour now, we were talking to Gavin about uh, nuclear power, because Gavin has a PhD. I do, yes. In nuclear physics. In nuclear physics. But he so, doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. We time. do. We seem to be talking <laughs> an awful lot about it. Um, Anyone would think that's why he's here? <laughs> No. <laughs> um, but Dave had a few more questions about um sort of we, we spoke about how n- nuclear power is made mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but then there's also a few sort of the other side to it is a lot of people are worried about the nuclear waste situation and other things like that, so Mr. Dave Dean has some questions for you
3: uh yes, um i can 't remember them because <laughs> it was so long ago that we thought about them <laughs> okay. um it was uh, It was really about the uh, the waste that 's created um I mean, it's there is an awful lot of waste created with these things, and mm-hmm. uh, I've I've heard rumours that some of it is uh, potentially going to be stored quite locally in the uh, the old
1: salt mines in sort of Winsford and Northwich. What yeah. should people be concerned about this? Not really. I think if there was any reason to be concerned, then uh, then the government and the councils wouldn't be doing it. Oh um, no no!
3: People in London think ah oh, well, the, focal radio listeners they don't matter. Let's let's just.
1: Yeah, get... oh, that could be true. I I, 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 I would hope not. No, we're not all going to walk past and suddenly grow six heads, are we? If we walk past. No no no, no 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 no. This um, this nuclear waste, it's um, well some of it gets sent to Sellafield up in Cumbria, and it gets reprocessed. So you can actually get a little bit more life out out of the fuel, or you can you can get bits out of it for for, uh, armour piercing weapons as, as I mentioned before. Um, it's got so many negative connotations, is oh, not it? This whole <laughs> nuclear. Thing. Surely, if it's used for armor-piercing stuff, surely it could be used for armor plating stuff as well. It could, but then I suppose you're you're asking similar questions like why don't they make aeroplanes out of the same material they, they make like the box, box yeah, out of? That's true. Uh, and why
0: do they? It's too heavy,
1: isn't it? It, it is. Yes, it's, it's it's far too dense. The plane wouldn't take off. You see, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, you've just got then a, an indestructible. <laughs> car of some sort (laughs) i think i might like a car made out of black box stuff that'd be quite pricey plus everyone would know where you've been you have to you know how much dan
3: gets paid for this show they'd catch (laughs) me
1: they'd catch me
0: singing in the car to myself as well because it would get recorded wouldn't it it would would. i thought that was how the radio show was made (laughs) well i'm actually just driving in my car (laughs) yeah you're just hearing you're not really here it's just my head
1: it's just the (laughs) thoughts (laughs) you're
0: just my imaginary friends
1: (laughs) yes so anyway back to the matter in hand so, uh, yes, this, this nuclear waste, yeah, it, it's a problem. We need to do something with it, and um, storing it um, underground is, is actually it's not, a, not a bad option. You just um, block it up um, in some uh, concrete, so make a big concrete container or a stainless steel container. It doesn't have to be lead-plated, nothing like that, and, and, and just, just bury it. Uh, the half-life of these radioactive products is, is quite important. You might have heard the term I'm half-life Only
0: before. Only through a video game. That's a very good game. I've, I've it. <laughs> it's yes, it is quite good. But half life isn't necessarily just about
1: that. It's it? not. No, the the half life. So um, something that's radioactive is said to have a half life. If it has a uh, a radioactivity of let's say uh, 100 melons, if right. we're using that as our we're going unit, back to the fruit, now, to the yeah. fruit of the week, um, and it takes one week to the for the activity to reduce to 50 melons. Then the substance has a half life of of one week.
0: Now I remember this from school. Now and I always thought to myself, why don't we just give it its full life? Why is why is it half of?
1: Why is it half? Why don't I just make it full? It, it's well, it's it's more useful mathematically. And you see, and, and as you go on, um, it, it sort of gets exponentially shorter because the amount of radioactive material gets less. So whereas um, you have one week for your initial half life, the next half life. Won't be one week. It's going to be less than that because you've got less less of the material to decay, so it gets increasingly less and less. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a uh, more user friendly uh, in in terms of the mathematics that, that we use. Uh, so um, so all of these radioactive waste products, they all have a half life associated with them, and generally it's it's not that long. It's probably about 30 years, something like that. Certain uh, atomic nuclei which are given off, yes, they're radioactive. 30 years later their activity has reduced by a half so i don't know over a couple of decades or a couple of centuries rather this this stuff will be inert it will be uh, it stop being radioactive but you do have a problem some of these uh, byproducts uh, have a half-life so this isn't the full life this is the half-life of um about three hundred thousand years that's a bit more than 30 a little bit a little bit and if you want to bury that down a, a disused salt mine then uh, forget to mention it to any of your uh, uh, future generations, then they, they might be in for a bit of a nasty surprise. They might dig it up and then think, what's this? You know, we, we found some uh, glowing, some shiny metal. and yeah, <laughs> They might stop mining it. It could be a whole new source do. of income. for. What it. happens?
0: Yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if you know this or not, but what happens when it's become inert? Mm-hmm. Can it be used again for anything, or is it just, uh, that's it? I, I, just I really don't know. I, suppose I really I'm, don't know. Because you haven't been around for 30,000 years, n- so no, you don't know.
1: Not yet. Um, but as a at a guess, um, yeah, you could probably just use it as some standard, very tough metal again, armour-piercing type of metal. I, I think we're coming full circle, aren't we? <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs> Everything seems to come back to it's this. All, uh, all to do with used, weapons. That's right. So all, 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 good, really. So um, the the nuclear uh, power plants, they um, th- there's talk of them being decommissioned and then new ones
1: being built. What, why don't we just keep the ones we've got? It's very expensive to. Um, to, to maintain and upkeep a nuclear power plant, because of all the radiation that's in these things, um, the, the internal workings are subject to radiation damage. So we mentioned earlier that uh, we have these t- uh, these tiny particles called neutrons, which are responsible for um, splitting the, the atoms apart and getting the energy out. Um, but it's quite difficult to control these neutrons, and not only do they smash into to the atomic nuclei like we want them to, but they'll also smash into the, the building in general, into bits of concrete in the walls and uh, bits, bits of metal that support frames might be made out of. So these things are going everywhere and they're causing radiation damage to, to lots of things and it's, uh, it's very important um, to, to make sure that you, you get the, the maximum longevity um, of, your, of your power plant, that you maintain it properly and this this process is is hugely expensive, and if things become too bad, it does actually become uh, a cheaper option to decommission the power plant and start again from scratch and, and build a new one. Um, but we're talking several billion. It, it all sounds quite haphazard
3: and obviously there have been accidents in the past. There was uh, an accident at uh, Windscale which then got rebranded as Sellafield it? and also the Chernobyl accident. What, what causes these
1: accidents and what, what can be done about them? I, I assume things have been done about them, have they? Yes, they have. Well, the, um, it, it's important to point out actually that the, the Chernobyl reactor which um, was in the, uh, the Ukraine, I think it was, um, it, it wasn't a nuclear accident, it was a mechanical accident, it was a mechanical problem. And several of the safety features had been disengaged as well. The the operators of the plant were running tests. They were running the plant at a a reduced amount of power, something like 50% of its regular output power. Um, But what they'd also done is... uh, Remember earlier on we we chatted about these glowing rods off the Simpsons, Mm. these these carbon rods, which are... if, If the process begins to run away, these things are dropped instantly into the nuclear reactor... All of the neutrons are absorbed and the, the whole process just stops and shuts down. Everybody's safe. The operators had disabled this safety mechanism. So they were running tests. Something went wrong. I forget now exactly what went wrong. And um, they didn't have the safety thing in, in place to, uh, to, to absorb this, this runaway process. And you had the, the uh, buildup of steam and it caused a mechanical explosion, which actually threw a lot of nuclear material into the air. The people at Chernobyl that weren't killed in the immediate blast are are now in prison because what they were doing was was highly illegal by disabling this and ignoring safety features. Um, So had it been run properly at full energy with with everything in place, then there wouldn't have been this this accident.
0: How many, you say when the process starts to sort of run off a bit and they put these rods in, how many times, say a year, Do they actually have to do this, or is it quite...?
1: uh... A lot. You have to do this to to, to maintain the the right um, chain reaction. You need to keep your nuclear reactor critical. This is what's called critical. So if the process gets a little bit too quick, you can lower these glowing rods in a little bit um, just to slow things down, and then if the the, the energy production slows down too much, you lift the rods out and it will sort of gain momentum again. So it's a constant uh, self-leveling thing.
0: It's a bit like um, sort of flour if you're making. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the word is corn flour if you're making a, 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 a gravy. Yes. If it's a bit too thin, you yep. put a bit more corn flour in. If it's getting a bit too uh, thick and lumpy, you put a bit more water in. That's right. Absolutely the same. Yeah. Look, look, at, look at this analogies <laughs> you're getting today
1: radioactive gravy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we're talking here on the Dan Logan Show.
0: Here on the Dan Logan Show. Just a second. And Hammond's brain teaser shall reach a conclusion. Yes, this is the Dan Logan Show here on Focal Radio. It's ten minutes to four, which is something I'm not used to saying, to be honest. Um, what is the equivalent time now? Two hours in. About
3: 10, to 8, it? about ten to
0: eight now, is it? If you haven't if you've never joined jo- joined us. If you have just joined us, this is Where the Dan Logan been? Show. If you were expecting the time machine, that's no longer here anymore. It's, uh, they've, they've given it to us a lot and we broke it. <laughs> so, um, the time machine's gone. Uh, this is the Dan Logan Show, broadcasting now live from two until six, every Sunday here on Focal Radio. Uh, now, at the top of the hour, just before, actually, the top of last hour, we, uh, Set you a brain teaser, thanks to our uh, our special guest, Mr. Mr. Hammond here. Um, first of all, just
1: refresh us of the uh, okay, the, the teaser. The question was: a group of children are standing in a circle. Now, the the fifth child is standing directly opposite the seventeenth child. So, how many children are there all together? Now then, I was completely
0: ridiculously pants at this. Uh, Dave pretty much got it straight away. It, it was very quick, wasn't he? Yeah, it was only
3: five minutes. I, I wouldn't he, call that very quick.
0: Rebecca has uh, emailed us back to say, first of all, nice leg. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> like It was okay. Um, and her mate thinks that it's 24. Absolutely correct. Now well man, done. Just explain this. A uh, round of applause for Rebecca's mate. Well done, Rebecca's mate. Good work. Rebecca, we need your mate's name. Yeah, so we can put it
1: out. Um, how, what is it? They're in a circle. They're in a circle. I, Dave, do you want to try and explain this? Because you did work it out, didn't um, you? So,
3: the way I worked it out was... Um, the difference between 5 and 17 is 11, so there'll be 11 children between the 5th and the 17th child, uh, and then you take the four people that are before 5 away from the 11, which leaves you with 7, so you add the 7 onto the 17, and that makes 24. What? That's horrendously... I felt just like Carol Vorderman,
1: then. Well,
0: no.
3: <laughs> it's well, right right probably is a
1: much easier way to do it, but i like mathematically yeah. not inclined. Essentially, um, we know that the 17th child is opposite the 5th, uh, so 17 minus 5 tells you that there are, are 12 children in, in a semicircle. So right. therefore, the whole circle must be 24. Simple as that. But well done, Dave. Yeah,
3: Don't, see, I, I'm so bad at maths because I overcomplicate everything. <laughs> is Apparently. that what it is? <laughs> I didn't know that was a case. I thought I just couldn't do
0: it. <laughs> now, the second quiz, you know, I'm going to call it the quiz hour, uh, was Word of the Week, Words of the Week, which were, this week, quad
3: I can't even say it, Dave. Quadradura particle and quasi semiquaver.
0: They were the two words. Now, we were debating earlier on, and uh, I think, to be honest, neither me nor Gavin actually decided which one we thought was real. I have no idea. Quasi- if if quasi hemidemi semi quaver was a real word, it would mean something like. Um, so maybe even just another just a smaller yet again a smaller quaver a smaller musical note maybe um, as for quadradura particle something that's very durable maybe a, a strong particle i don't know do
3: you, you want do you want the two meanings yes. and then you can maybe work out which is real and which is fake between you yeah so quadradura particle is in science a particle four times as strong as a standard particle and quasi hemi demi quaver. In music, a note lasting one one hundred twenty eighth of a whole note or semi
0: semi breve. Now, do you reckon that science one is true or false? I think the first one is false. See, I would have thought that because Gavin didn't know this one, and I thought being that you mess around with particles quite a lot, you might know this. But I'm still not convinced well, about quasi hemi demi semi
1: I think well, quadra means means four, presumably. But I don't like quad. Um, but something being four times as strong, dura, doesn't really sound scientific, does it? Like durable, it's just a little, little bit too, it's just a, a random uh, random adjective that's gone in there, I think. Uh, so I'm going to go for quasi-hemi-demi-semi-quaver.
0: I, I will go with, uh, with Gavin, um, just because I can, and I have no better answer. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: yeah, maybe you're right. Because you know, I'm I'm more a musician than I am a scientist, so I have to make up science words. So yes, quasi hemi is the real word. So
0: it's so it's like an even smaller.
3: It is a, no. a hemi demi quaver, which all musicians know as being a very daft word, is <laughs> um, a sixty-fourth note. Um, but a quasi hemi demi semi quaver, also known as a semi hemi demi semi quaver, is a note lasting 128th ah. of a semi breathe, so it's it's twice as short as a hemi demi semi quaver.
0: Now, had you have said it's of a name, I would have known that it would have been the right one.
3: Well, that's maybe that's why I did. That's just sneaky, I Mr. D.
0: <laughs> that is just sneaky. That is a leash addiction here on the Dan. I still can't say that name, can I? I sound like so.
3: It, it sounds a bit like dictionary when you say it like that. D- no.
0: Diction, I can't say that. That's, uh, that's Alicia here on the Dan Logan <laughs> Show and breathe slow. Coming up in the next hour, we shall be playing Higher or Lower, which this week is all to do with real or fake words to do uh, translations to the word Sunday, which Dave is calling Creation or Translation. So has it, has it really been translated or has it just been created by Dave? That's all here to come here on the Dan Logan Show. You're listening to Focal Radio...
2: Focal Radio with Dan Logan.
0: Focal Radio's Dan Logan Show with you for our first ever Sunday, which is fantastic. Daylight is, is a new thing to me, to be honest. It is just five minutes past four, six minutes past four, and it is time for our um, higher or lower, which uh, this week Dave has devised, um, something to do with Sunday, pretty much. Yes. You, you've described that particularly
3: well. <laughs> I like to think so. I, I think so, yes. First of all, we ought to explain how the, uh, the higher or lower works, because uh, you may not have heard the Dan Logan show in the past. Um, essentially, it's a bit like the card game that you might get in a pub, uh, but uh, it's got our own little twist to it. We come up with a new subject every week and do things that could be higher or lower or true or false, and we come up with a, a frankly daft name for it. Uh, so this week is Creation or Translation. That's a, that was a lovely radio voice, Dave. It, it was, wasn't it? I was, I was going for the cheesy Next accent. Next time there's a big
0: uh, Hollywood blockbuster, I think I'll put your <laughs> name down for the voice on it.
3: Cheers. Yes, I've, I've done several in my time.
0: Dave Dean in Higher or Lower.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we were, now we haven't quite got the jingles and the the kind of great music no. to go in the background for this as yet. But essentially, the way it works is that uh, we uh, we say a word, um, and uh, from there say another word, um, and you have to guess whether it's. Sunday, or not, in in a language. This is
0: more of a true or false, isn't it, really? It is kind
3: way. of a true or false, but it works in the same way, really.
0: Um, Me against I, Gavin. Yes, oh, yes, and damn points will be
3: awarded. Um, so I think we'll, we'll give it, what, about two minutes, something like that? We'll give it two are we, minutes. Are we doing uh, sort of first first buzz, or are we just Yeah, we share? need
0: some silly buzzes, really. I might have, um... Woo-hoo! mine.
3: Excellent, There's... I'll look forward to that. And Gavin? Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's sort of the were you thinking word, of that, one, yeah. or was that a buzz? That, that, that was it. That oh was right, it. okay, yeah, yeah. We can what, go with that. Is that okay? That yeah, was, that was
0: that, perfect. We need to hear it again, though.
3: Whoa! <laughs> there you
0: go. Lovely. So what we're going to do? So, <laughs> Dave, you confused me already.
3: I have. Well, the way the way it's going to work. Um, some of the words are made up. Uh, some of them are foreign words for words other than Sunday, so and some... some of them are foreign words for Sunday. So, so, if it's a foreign word for Sunday, it is true or. Translation. If it's not, then it's creation. Because
0: you've created it.
3: Yes, created it or mistranslated, I guess. Okay. So, and we're
0: just going to buzz in.
3: Just buzz in. So the uh, the first one Using just no to,
0: buzzers. just
3: okay. to give you a feeling of it. The first one is uh, Zondag. Ah, uh, that's uh, uh, true. That's that means Sunday in uh, German. Dutch. Dutch for Sunday. Thank yes. Z o n d a g. So, uh, no points for that. That was just a test round. <laughs> but well done anyway. I was just testing my buzzer. That, that's right. I should <gasps> have got. <laughs> working I should have got some uh, paper to write down the scores now we're getting more complicated I've got a computer in front of me that'll work just as well okay so there's some very frightening long words um first one uh, is very long uh set whoa go for it I reckon it. that's creation that is creation that is Latvian for Thursday
0: <laughs> I thought that's what I, I knew Good. that yeah
3: I thought you would yes um, the next one, um, has got lots of weird things that I don't even know how to pronounce, so I'll go for this. Chuchera tech.
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but you use my buzzer. Yeah, Gavin's buzzing in on Dan's buzzer there. I, I, go I, go I for g- it, Dan. What, what do you think? I reckon, I'm going to say
3: creation again, actually. That, that is creation. That's check for Thursday.
0: <laughs> it's
3: everything Thursday. You're like Thursdays, aren't you? I, a few, there are quite a few Thursdays, yes. I, I wasn't feeling that inspired <laughs> when I was coming up with them. Next one is
1: Dug. Uh, that's Kevin. That's, um, that's Creations Thursday, obviously. <laughs> in, uh... Believe it or
3: not, that is DG full stop, and that is Catalan for Sunday. Really? Oh, uh, so I think wasn't... that's another point for Dan. Ah. Dan, you know, you're on three I points think, so far. Okay, when we, Okay. come on, come on. Uh, next one, you probably know. Dimanche. <clears throat>
2: um,
3: Hammond Gavin. I'm doing it like... <laughs> Hammond, Hammond Gavin. <laughs> that is true, yes. That is French for Sunday. Uh, next one, Domenica. <laughs> woo
0: yeah. that's just Dominican
3: Republic. It? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, Domenica is Italian for Sunday. Ah! That's um, a point to Gavin. <laughs> that is another point for Gavin, yeah. Uh, Domingo. Woohoo! Dan. That's, uh, that's uh, one of the three tenors. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> that's a you know, creation. It is one of the three tenors, but it, it's also Gallican for Sunday. Another point for Gavin. Next one is uh, Donnerstag. Woohoo!
0: Dan. Logan Dan. That is, uh, Donnerstag is, oh, it's German. For. <laughs> I'm trying to go through it in my head now. Um, we just need Sunday or not. <laughs> Yes. Um, what's the word for it now? C- d- create um, Translation. Translation. Uh, it is
3: translated. <laughs> it's German for Thursday. Thursday. Another <laughs> point for <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> I'll just um, keep my mouth shut. Next <laughs> one. <laughs> Dith We're not buzzing very fast here. Dith Sol. What do we reckon? Uh, Gavin. Hammond Gavin. Creation. That is translation. That is Welsh for Sunday. Another point for Dan. Uh, I don't know. What are we on now? Uh, we're on four all. Oh, we're doing well. well. We'll do two more, then. Okay. Know, this
0: will be the decider.
3: Okay. This, this one will be the decider. Lingo. Uh, Gavin, Ooh, translation. About- that is translation. That is Filipino pause, for then. Sunday. Round of applause for Gavin, Welcome. the winner
0: of Creation like you or say, Translation. Your, your face, when you answered that last one, you were well up for winning. That I was. I was. I mean, what,
1: what's the prize? Is it this melon? Um,
0: now, then we were talking about, obviously, uh, one of the German words came up there. But you mm-hmm. used to live in Germany. I did, yes. So what's yeah. it, I've only ever been there to just, I uh, went on a school trip a couple of times, mm-hmm. uh, and lived out there for a week. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's not really living it, somewhere no, is l- it? Now? That's visiting. Anyway, I was <laughs> in Germany for some time. <laughs> well, okay. a week. And um, what's it like, I would stayed in the south, but what's, uh, where is Munich? It's
1: Munich's in, in Bavaria. Um, it's it's right right down in the south actually, about uh, an hour's drive from the Italian border. And so it's also right down in, in the Bavarian Alps. The only two
0: things know about Munich is that they have Borussia Mönchengladbach is one of their teams. It's not, no, it's no, they're, they're
1: from uh, <laughs> Mönchengladbach. Munch- the so there's <laughs> now only <laughs> one thing you know
0: about <laughs> Munich. Yes, uh, the other one is um, that they hold the, October the Octoberfest. The
1: Oktoberfest. Absolutely. Have you? I've been trying to go for the last three years and keep failing miserably. It's uh, it's interesting. Take a lot of money because um, I mean they sell these giant beers, don't they? They call them mass, which is German for for measure. So you buy a, a measure of beer, and it's a uh, it's it's a one liter um, glass. So you, you, need, you need big forearms to lift it. You have to rest it on the back of your arm to get it up to your mouth. But it costs nine euros. And that's quite uh, expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it's essentially two pints uh, in one glass, and it's ah,
0: I
3: I that's it about six it.
1: pounds. Well, that's three pound a pint. That's not far off. I, guess. No, I suppose so, but the problem with the mass is um, because it's, it's poured all at the same time, it goes warm very quickly, it goes flat very quickly, and you end up leaving probably a pint. And if you spill your glass, you spill two. You spill two. Is it is it true that if you're
0: at one of these big beer tents and you're seen holding the glass in two hands, you have to get up and sing
1: karaoke? Uh
3: or
1: well, I'm going to lie to you and say, yes, it's true, because then if you do go, um, you can obviously, you know... Just you see,
3: Gavin, what yeah. happened was Dan went over there and they made him do that and told him that was the tradition. Ah,
1: yes, that's, that,
3: that is that one, of one of the the, uh, the oldest German traditions.
0: <laughs> what? Confusing Englishmen?
3: <laughs> <laughs> things like lederhosen don't exist either. They were just made up to confuse yeah, Just for me, Absolutely, yes, just
0: yeah. to confuse Every English.
3: German stereotype you can think of, that's, that's it, all is, made it, up is, for you, Dan. Is that Sorry. what
0: Angela Merkel got elected on? The promise of uh, confusing <laughs> Dan? <laughs> and they all voted for it for that reason. I may be making this up by the way. <laughs> Local radio does, you know. Don't believe anything really you hear happen. on the Dan Logan show. Um, what's, it like, what's it like living out in Germany? Because I've never lived, a lot of people might be thinking I'm going to take a year out, uh, maybe go traveling, maybe even mm-hmm. live in a foreign country. What's it actually like?
1: It's a very nice place, very nice country, friendly people over-friendly people in some places, if you like. Uh, But living there is very different than than just visiting. Now, Germany is is very much a a renting country. Not many people own houses out there. They all keep their money in the bank, where they gain quite a bit of interest. Uh, And it turns out that housing prices in Germany uh, don't go up. If you buy a house today for €100,000, in 25 years' time, it's still worth €100,000. So rather than investing in property, uh, German people tend to keep their money in the bank and um, pay out rent. Uh, and I, this was something foreign for me because, you know, coming from the UK, everyone buys here. You get yourself on the property ladder as soon as you can. Uh, rent is sometimes seen as, as money down the drain. Um, but in, in Germany, it's it's the, the way of life. So that took a little bit of getting used to, you know, giving money to people every month was was hard to do. But then you look at your bank balance and you realise, well, I am making a little bit of interest. Um, so interestingly, Germany aren't suffering too much from this economic crisis. Maybe that's um, the way we should go in this country, then. Maybe. So Maybe we should really. just all move to Germany. That would be cool, <laughs> too, yeah. You've expect. just moved back, though. I have. I, I missed oatcakes too much. <laughs> That'd be North Staffordshire do we, not, do we not import them? No. The oat cake, it may be called. My, uh, my Some relatives, of my, I think it's my, my dad's auntie and uncle, they've emigrated to Australia. This is linked to what we're talking about, by the way. Um, and uh, they're from Stoke, from Golden Hill originally, and um, they, they, they love their oatcakes. Whenever they're back over here, they stock up. They're quite dense things, though, aren't they? They weigh quite a lot in the suitcase. But they have to be vacuum-sealed in order to get them through customs at the Australian <laughs> end because there's some sort of foreign food product and uh, they need to be completely sealed I I, i'm country. seeing a short
3: gap in the market here you could go to a foreign company country on a, a year out and go and set up a bit
0: of an oatcake stand you could make a killing all the expats in that in that country would my cousin lives in london and she can't get she was born in, well not born up here but she was raised around stoke mm-hmm. and in cheshire and she loves oatcakes. Mm. and she always takes a load back with her every time she comes Does up she? to visit yeah.
1: and uh, so her free if you open her freezer it's just full of oatcakes. There, there's definitely a market, isn't there? You know, we should I try mean, and... We should start this. Just... Get some sort of National Oat Cake Appreciation Society. I think, we'll like probably
3: I, I think we should maybe get some oatcakes on the show, because even though I've lived in this area my entire life, I don't think I've ever had one. Really, I, didn't I used to live opposite first. a factory, and I, I still never never have tried never one. Never tried one. Are they, are they, I mean, they just look like pancakes. Are they similar? Well, they're, they're, I sound like such
1: you an outsider, really I really <laughs> do. Pancakes <laughs> are more sweet. Oatcakes are savoury. They are savoury, yeah. Bit, bit of cheese under the grill. Bacon, sausage, maybe brown sauce. But of yeast extract is
0: nice. You think? Yeah, I like it. marmite. But the yeast extract is all right. Very good. Um, so, what sort of things did you miss? I mean, I'm assuming you hadn't really lived abroad before. So, how's no, the whole process I... of sort of going? I'm now going to leave the country. Do you have? Do you need special visas to live out there? Do you need to? Move no, no, you're no. not going to blow up the place or, or what? No,
1: it's all European Union. So you just uh, you go over there. Uh, you have to pay German taxes, which are incredibly high, something like forty-five percent um but you can certainly see where your money goes the public transport works really well uh, it runs on time the streets are very clean and um it, the other problem is you have to have it's a legal requirement that you have um, private health insurance there's no NHS um, and before you can uh, begin working you need to prove that you've got some sort of medical insurance so that there are a lot of a lot of taxes a lot of insurances um it's Typically German, if you like, everything is safe. It's all organised and efficient, and you've got 27 insurance policies. And if something goes wrong, you, you're covered. The, there's no problem with that. Um, so it's it's quite a quite a, a strict but efficient way of living. And once you sort of slip into it, you, you understand. You think this all makes sense. You know, this, this German efficiency is it is all very, it's very cool. <laughs> it's it's real. It's real. It's real. And you, you can see wow. you can see the point of it. Weird, um, did you get used to the euro? I and, did, And yes. did, it, well, did you start thinking in that, or did you start always convert stuff back? Well, that's the thing. When you're in the supermarket, you look at something and it's, it's I don't know, €2.50 for a box of cereal, and you convert it back, and you think, well, actually, that's not too bad, because it's only, like, two quid, or £2.50 now, I think the exchange rate's almost one for yeah, one. Yeah, it's pretty much the same, isn't it? But then what you begin to realise is that if you're living in this country, you're also earning in that currency, and pounds have, have no place whatsoever. So it, it does take a little bit of getting used to, starting to think in euros. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, they, they have similar denominations, sort of ones, twos, fives, and so on. I, when, I, when I went out there, when I first went out there, it was still the Deutschmark. Mm.
0: When I went out there a second time, it was the Euro, which was a bit odd because I had all these sort of it was a bit weird coins. So they're all a lot brightly coloured as well, the Euro. It's very much Monopoly money. <laughs> could could you get away with that? Uh, probably. I think I could I try, could try it. Try it. Yeah. Draw the Chancellor's face on the Monopoly money and <laughs> see if it works. Give it a go. Why not? Hang on a minute. Angela's got a moustache. <laughs> um, what are people out there? Nice. You said they're friendly. Yeah, they're what, very they, friendly. Are there a lot of expats um, sort of coming out? A lot of people moving uh, over to Germany. are they used to that sort of immigration?
1: Yes, absolutely. Munich is uh, it's quite a cosmopolitan place, and Bavaria, the state of Bavaria, is um, generally quite a, quite a uh, conservative state. And they don't like people coming in from the outside, but Munich, the, the capital of Bavaria, is the exception to the rule. And, um, yeah, there's all sorts of people, there, a myriad of people. The problem with living in Munich is it's very difficult to learn German. Once people realise that you're an English speaker, they want to speak English with you, because they, they all can. They all watch these Hollywood movies and watch British TV, so it's really, really difficult to actually try and learn their language. Everyone will just speak English with you. There
0: was a, when I went on, I went on a German exchange, which is when I, I lived in Germany for a week, (laughs) very with the family, and uh, we, he went over to England first and spent a week with me and I went over with him. And it turns out that he loved the Rocky Horror Show. Okay. The the video. And um, we sort of, we didn't watch it while we were over here. But when we went back to England, uh, sorry, when we went back to Germany with him, he, put it on, and said, well, because I'd watched it maybe once years and years ago, he said, oh, well, we've we'll, we got nothing to do for afternoon, we'll, we'll listen to it, put it on. And uh, I noticed that he didn't bother with the subtitles, and it was still in English. And he said to me, sort of at the end of the film, wow, I like it even more now I understand <laughs> what's going on. Because he'd learnt a bit more English, obviously. Right. So he thought, I'd love this film, but not really know what was going on. He didn't know what was, was
3: going it? on? No. So sometimes the best way with some films like that, though, isn't it? Just glorious ignorance.
1: <laughs> so, much. did you speak much German when you went over there? or Was it a case of learning on the job? I studied a bit at school, and uh, during my PhD, I actually went out to Germany a couple of times as well to use some of the laboratories out there. Um, and again, working in the laboratory, people would speak English. It, it's outside. It's when you go to the supermarket, you need to speak a bit of German. Trying to get your hair cut. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> is, is obviously you know you need you need to be able to say scissors and clippers and things like that and long and short. Um and yeah, you, you just sort of pick it up and you find yourself if you just listen, sit on the bus and listen to what people are saying or listen to the radio or try and watch a little bit of German telly after work, then it, it does it does start to sink in. The best phrase really, the two best two phrases to know in German are Ein beer, mm-hmm. not
0: Ein Beer. Mm-hmm. One beer, another beer. Yep. But most essentially bezahlt," which means he's
1: paying. Absolutely. So, you know <laughs> you can't go wrong really. There you go. You're all set, you're just ready to go to the Oktoberfest. That, that's Fest. it really.
0: So we are going to go to an ad break now. Mm-hmm. So, can you say anything in German to
1: introduce the advert break? Uh, oui, monsieur. Uh, no, that's French. That's French. You you don't all, know I'm that.
0: going to give you 18 <laughs> seconds, because that's my jingle.
1: Ja, gut, then afters, also... Um, then you're in, you're in, so after this. Hier kommt die Werbung.
0: Fantastic.
2: With Dan Logan.
0: We're talking to Gavin all about living in Germany. Mm -hmm. Something that I did for a week, as we discovered earlier on. Well done. Thank you. Did you drive over there then? Occasionally. It's a different different side of the road. It's it's the wrong side, isn't it? Yeah, If we're honest about
1: it, it's the wrong side of the road. Every
0: other nation, apart from one, (laughs) drives drives on the left, apart from us. Do Um, Do you
1: know why we drive on the left? Is it just because we just want to be different? Uh, probably, yes. Actually, it's because um, in ye olden days, when we were all on horseback, uh, most of us are right handed. I'm right handed, presumably. Are you I'm right handed? Pretty much, yeah. Good. Um, so, if we were going to have a sword fight whilst on horseback, uh, yes. you'd have your sword in your right hand. So it stops you. So, exactly. So, you, well, you can, yeah. if you're passing each other in a, in a jousting fashion on on your horses, um, you're going to do some chopping with, with your right hand, you see. So, you pass on the left and chop with your right hand. So, you get. That's why, isn't it, that, um, I, I think I'm correct in saying this,
0: that the distance between the, uh, in the Houses of Commons, there's a little line, if you look, next time you get Prime Minister's Questions time, mm-hmm. so have a look, there's two red lines down it, and I've been to the mock-up one. Okay. Down at the old Granada Studios. Yes. Um, and where the dispatch box is, there is just little two red lines either side, uh, pretty much where they stand. The very difference between those two lines, uh, the distance between them, sorry, is, just over two sword lengths. Is it so that, one? if it gets a bit heated, people can't just lash out with their sword. That's, that's good to know. If that is true, which I think it is, that's a top If pack. you were
3: told that at Granada Studios, I wouldn't bet on it. No, it wasn't at <laughs> Granada Studios, I was told it.
0: Ah. You used to do stuff at Granada Studios. That's exactly why I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently that's what it is. And also, I uh, think, again, for the same sort of reason. In the House of Commons, you're not really supposed to shake hands. Because if you go to shake someone's hand, mm-hmm. you're about to p- pull your sword out from... From its holster. Would you
3: want to shake hands with half of the politicians?
0: I couldn't possibly answer. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, so driving on the left. Uh, isn't that right, why sorry, that sorry.
3: some of the people in European countries drive, or most people in Europe, European countries drive on the other side? Because they're all left-handed. Someone, wasn't someone like Napoleon left-handed so they made all their army follow them or something like that? <laughs> something, I think, I I think that know. was why they're on the different side. Are we just I making up that. historical facts here? I, no, I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> I, that, I think is why we are on the correct side. And other places that used to be part is of their empire, us, it's like Malaysia,
0: us in Australia, isn't it? Uh, uh, Malaysia is on Japan this side. Japan as well. Japan, yeah. Anywhere we conquered,
1: really. Now, yeah. That's anyway, probably, probably it. Yeah. So it was, you got you didn't crash then in your first week. I didn't. I didn't drive very often. I, I hired a car a couple of times. And uh, the, the biggest thing to to sort of get your head around is uh, changing gears with your right hand. Yeah. Uh, because you sat on the on the left hand side of the car. And you know the, the number of times you go to change gear and you find yourself opening the door on the motorway or the <laughs> autobahn or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, it, it's fairly easy to, to to get the hang of it. Really, is the autobahn unlimited speed as well? In, in certain, certain places, places and at certain times of the day. Yeah, so sort of between eight o'clock at night and six o'clock in the morning, uh, in certain rural places, you can go as fast as you want. The, the main problem is the the noise pollution. People with these big BMWs and Mercedes Benz cars going flat out hundred All big cars, I
0: suppose, because they use a lot of They're all 4x4, four four, a
1: lot of them, I suppose, as well. A lot of them, yep. Yeah. So, um, as long as it's sort of, uh, off-peak, then yeah, you can go as quick as you want.
0: Fantastic. Pop over
1: there. I'm it. assuming the Germans actually treat that with quite respect. Yes, oh, they no, do, do well, they not? well, yeah, I mean, as, as soon as it ticks over to, uh, to 6 o'clock in the morning, they, they slow right stop. down. Yeah, they just stop and get out and, uh, that's it. That's, that's their
0: fun over for <laughs> <till> the day. <laughs> um, yes, well, we're talking cars because I'd also Done a higher or lower which i'm going to play with you guys mm-hmm. uh, because i'm having lots of car pro- problems you mine's about to break i think it keeps not starting so um there's no chance of me getting on the autobahn so i thought maybe i could i could buy a classic car Ah, uh-huh. okay but i want to know which ones are more expensive than others classic cars i, I was trying to think of a fancy title for this but i really couldn't <laughs> so it was just going to be higher or lower priced cars <laughs> Which isn't really in the spirit of things. But, anyway, so you guys, I'm going to put
1: you together together again. I, I can see the paper, Dan. I'm sorry, it's... Um, can you see that? Yeah, it, it's, it's, I'm tempted to cheat. You can't
3: cheat. I right? can't see the paper, but I might lean over this monitor and then I can.
0: <laughs> so, first of all, these are rough prices of certain cars. It's just... Uh, we're we're going to need rough. noises, though. We haven't yeah. got buzzer noises. We need, we need sort of buzz noises. So, what I'll do then, what I'll do, we're going to invent the rules live on air. <laughs> I'll give you the first one, the base one. To work from. And then I'll give you the next car type. And you just buzz in if you think it's going to be higher or lower in value. This is obviously second hand value. They're various ages. They're all around probably the same age, these cars. Um and the the prices that I'm gonna give are sort of not the exact prices, I've just sort of rounded them around a bit and it's just sort of an average. Um you're just making it up, really, is what you're telling No, 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 I I did research this. So (laughs) we need we need some car noises from you then as buzzers. Your previous buzzer would probably actually work as a car horn. What right? do you think? Is uh,
2: like works. a buzzer.
0: Like a, a car horn. Yeah. Um, well, what's yours, Dave? What do you uh,
3: I think I might go for a more classic car horn. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> That'd work. I'm going to go for a wooga. <laughs> I've never heard a
1: car do that. Chitty, chitty,
3: bang, bang. You know, yeah, the that does, old
1: that. That does squeaky that. horn. Yeah,
3: that, that, does that's that. along with my oatcake eating knowledge, <laughs> I'm
0: afraid. <laughs> right, then. So, we're going to start off with the MG BGT. So that's worth roughly, second-hand-ish, two and a half grand. Is that a car or just a collection of letters you just wrote? No, no, what the was MG, it? the MG BGT. It's a very uh-huh. nice car, actually. Yeah, uh, classic car. Here we go. So that's worth roughly two and a half grand. Classic car. Now then, what about, is that going to be higher or lower than the Triumph Stack? Ah, 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 Dave. I
3: think the Stack's going to be lower.
0: You So you reckon that's lower? I think so. No. Oh. Six and a half grand for the Ooh. stack. Point to me. There you go. Okay, then. So that's uh, six and a half. What okay. about, then? Now, I've only written Morris. I've obviously got a bit confused. <laughs> so, A Morris. Let's say it's a Morris Minor. I don't know. A
1: <laughs> Lower than six and a half grand.
0: Yeah. By half a grand. Is that all? <laughs> six yeah. grand. Wow. Yeah. What about, then? Another triumph, now. triumph herald. This time. Higher or lower? Uh, 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 uh.
3: I'm not going to get my fingers bent twice. I'm going to go higher. Uh,
0: No. Ah! Half as much. (laughs) Half as much. Three grand. Three grand. What about the Bentley T2? Uh, 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 uh. That has got to be higher. Yeah, it is. Almost 12 grand. I've got a point at last. Okay, last one. What are the of the way? I haven't been... That into, means that, like, no Gavin's idea. got
3: three, I've got one, so I've lost anyway. Here we go, well... Call double, this a bonus one, you
0: get
1: three points for points this one, so I stand a chance.
0: Double points for this one. Rolls-Royce, Silver Spirit. Awooga! Hammond, Gavin.
1: Higher. It's
0: lower. I oh, oh, mean yes. I get two points as a draw. Only eight grand. So, this one will be the deciding one, then. Okay. Excellent. Let's have a car that I've never heard of, called the Wolseley. Ah, uh, Dean low, Dave. Lower. Lower than eleven grand? Uh, no, sorry, lower than eight grand. Yes, it is. It's four yes. nine fifty. There well done, Dave. Thanks. There you go. Thanks. That's just incredible. It is a massive eighty-two days until the next total solar eclipse, which will be the longest-lasting one of the twenty-first century. Don't say we don't keep you up to date here on the Dan Logan Show. We're, we're just miles ahead.
3: Is that the longest-lasting so far or
0: ever? It says of the twenty-first century. Because it's quite
3: early on in the twenty-first century.
0: Yes. Don't ask me questions like that, because <laughs> I don't know. But um, did you when was the last one? It was 2000, wasn't it? There was one going on in 1999. Was it then, when we all had to get I, I to... I remember uh... I was standing on Coronation Street at the time, so it must have been then. So we were... I, um, I remember, I was... Uh, <laughs> me, me mum and my next-door neighbour were all out there with our glasses on. Looking at it, it I, I,
3: I neglected to have any, but it was so cloudy and such a
1: useless. It was quite disappointing, wasn't it? it really, yeah, it, was yeah. it was
0: supposed to be very good. If you were down, it was it Cornwall had the best view, wasn't it? Yeah, I the think Eden
1: Project. The, the further up the UK you came, the the less of the sun got covered. So you would only get the the total solar eclipse right down on the south coast and sort of up here in the in the northwest and the, the West Midlands uh do you know spookily the sun's just gone in i thought oh, no, it was happening a
0: cloud just appeared here over the telus.
1: studio has almost
3: been cast into darkness <laughs> that must count as an eclipse
0: yeah that it was it did. actually so it's not 82 days it's now it was 82 seconds it's 82 <laughs> seconds until <laughs> the next total solar eclipse off focal radio <laughs> that's right what was interesting though although it wasn't total up here mm-hmm. in 99 uh the birds
1: did stop singing they did it, it was spooky wasn't it it, was yeah, it like, wasn't just me you noticed that then no no it was you know like night was falling in the middle of the day and they all stopped and then it, it came back again and a lot gradually of people started started stopped
3: again. talking as well though actually which made it even more i was in the the middle of manchester and just everybody stopped and just was looking up to the sky. No one had any glasses. so we were just looking and... That shouldn't. That's a
0: health warning. You it, it
3: is, yes, you should have these glasses, but nobody in Manchester bothered. They all just looked at the sky. A few people had the fancy bits of paper that you're supposed to reflect on. I was just saying
0: nobody is been possibly a sweeping statement. Nobody
3: anywhere near where I was, <laughs> and I was in a very busy public place. Um, but, yeah, it, it just... It was a non-event, but everyone was still very excited by it. Well... No. You know, so, you know, I'm looking forward to it, really. It's going to be good. What I, day is it in 82 days, do we know?
0: It is. I don't know what day exactly, but it's uh, It's the
1: 22nd of the 7th.
3: Let me look it up quickly.
1: I think yeah. it's fascinating that the, the the mechanics of a solar eclipse can, can actually take place uh, because the, the sun is 400 times further away from the Earth than the moon is. But coincidentally, or not... Uh, the Sun is 400 times the diameter of the Moon. So that's how it works, obviously. So, yeah, when, when you line one up over the other, they, they fit exactly. So is this the only planet that gets them? It's the only one that gets uh, the, the total coverage. If you are on a, a planet closer to the Sun, so uh, Venus or Mercury, then, uh, and, and you had an equivalent size Moon to, to what we have here on Earth, then it would um, block out the Sun and some of the sun's um, edge. So it would be sort of an overcompensated Mm -hmm. solar eclipse. But if you were on one of the the more distant planets and, again, had an Earth-sized moon, um, if you were standing on Pluto, for example, then... uh, Pluto's not a planet anymore. It's been demoted. I'm not happy about that. (laughs) I, I think it is. I think, you know... You've called it a planet and from that point on, okay, anything Pluto's size should be a planetism or whatever they're called. But Pluto, it's been a planet for... Pluto is 80, years. It's, it's 80 a years. it's a
0: cartoon dog and it's a planet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So if, if you were sunning on Pluto, I mean, first of all, I'm guessing the sun's only going to be kind of like a pinprick in the sky, is it? It's so far away. Uh, it's going to be very bright
1: though, because there's uh, no atmosphere on Pluto.
3: So, I mean, is, do Earth and Jupiter, do they get in the way of the sun?
1: Or how does that work? Uh, they will do, but um, because Pluto's so far away and the relative size of the Earth and Jupiter compared to the sun is, is tiny, um, you, you probably wouldn't even notice if um, one of the inner planets was making a transit of the sun. Uh, you might just see a tiny, tiny, uh, less, uh, bit less of, of, sunlight once, uh, if you were standing on Pluto. Is it true that the moon is indeed made of green cheese? Yes, it is. I
0: mean, <laughs> <it's just laughs> <here first. laughs> and there are, is it three golf balls on there? And a, a, a flag and something else? There's a
1: flag, there's a mirror,
3: um, probably some golf balls and bits of... That's kick. just so typical, isn't it? We go to a foreign place, <laughs> just we just <laughs> litter. It's unbelievable. Yep.
0: That's just uh, just just incredible, really, isn't it? But that, uh, that's always that's up there, and we stopped doing it now. I think we should go back. I think. I well, think not we Logan split, show so. go back. I think we should do a show from the moon. That'd be excellent. Talk that about might. outside broadcast. <laughs> that that really would be. If you're listening to Intergalactic Radio, <laughs> <laughs> here on the Dan Logan Show. Yeah. So I'm 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 going to start a campaign. I think for to bring Pluto back as a planet. Mm-hmm. I don't see why. We, Doesn't does that this mean ball?
3: that the other two, whose names are so well-known, that I can't remember them. Are they going to have to become planets as well, then, in that case?
0: What other
1: ones?
3: They, well, there's two other dwarf planets, which is why Pluto got demoted, isn't it? Uh, you're all looking I... at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> Am I the only person that well, read could... papers around this time? I have to get
1: on Google. I there there, there, well, there we should,
3: were two. We should, one we one was engine. called Xena or something at the time as a nickname. That's that's it were it was some, yeah, that's that's there was some kind of geek it. that found it. And then... Uh, uh, that's a warrior a princess. princess. That, exactly. That, that's that isn't, why co- that isn't a, a, a they, they've planet. changed
1: the name to something a bit more Greek. Oh, the other one I was uh, Wonder Woman, wasn't it? <laughs> <Xena> <laughs> and they Wonder true? Woman. Sounds about not right. At all?
3: They, they, no, <laughs> they, they were kind of just given weird nicknames, and then they were properly named um, to things that no one could remember. Well, I think
0: we should get a star named after the show,
3: the Dan Logan Show star.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can name stars. <laughs> got There's issues. a star
3: named after me, actually, or one of my old names, anyway, and that that's uh, I, I kept looking out for it forever and then found out that because i i was born under aquarius it was put in aquarius which apparently is in the southern hemisphere so i could never see it anymore
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you can buy bits of uh, is it just stars you can't buy bits of the moon didn't you can through? buy it, you yeah,
3: bits the of moon. They, so i mean essentially it's just some some guys says right i'm going to sell real estate on the moon yeah you just and and get a title plots. deed and uh, i mean this and they get lots of money yeah, we should. Stay. If you want to buy a bit of, let's say Pluto, then um, send a check in to the Dan Logan. Show. <laughs> yeah, payable to Logan Enterprises.
0: Yeah, and you can uh, you can you can have a bit of Pluto. Have, have the lot. That, that's it's possibly fine. a bit of a lie, gentlemen. <laughs> name <laughs> your planet. It's fine. <laughs> name your planet. Name your price. We'll, we'll do it all here. Name your planet. We'll name so the price. Can't you get any other planets? Um, do do any planets block out each other? Planet because every planet has some form of glow, doesn't it? Because that's how you, you see them.
1: Yes, they do. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think, as I said, that the the relative distance between the Earth and the Sun and the relative size of the Moon to the Sun uh, is is such just as that perfect. it's just perfect. And this is the only place in the solar system uh, where you get this perfect overlap of the the Sun passing over the uh, excuse me the the Moon passing in front of the Sun. Um, so, obviously, the planets do pass uh, in front of one another and block out portions of the sun, but not to the same extent that we we have during a, a total solar eclipse. I bet Pluto could do it, because Pluto's cool and should be a planet.
3: I, th- I think if, if Jupiter wandered in front of the sun, you'd probably notice, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, or Uranus, Dave. <laughs> Coming up to five o'clock here on the Focal Radio, still to come on the Dan Logan Show. For the next hour, we shall be talking about geocaching and also our fruit of the week. This week is the melon. If you haven't, um, Dave's just holding melon up to the microphone so everyone can uh, hear it. Um, if, you, you, if you're new to the Dan Logan Show, then we have a fruit of the week every week where we give you some top fruit, fruit facts. We've set off our own geocaching thing, which we'll explain. Gareth, gaz, um, blah, 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 blah. you're looking a bit bizarre at the moment, Mr Hammond. Yeah, we'll explain to you what it's all about.
2: Focal Radio with Dan Logan.
0: Morris dancers, they're everywhere these days. In fact, they're not. Are they, Dave?
3: They're not, no. But uh, apparently, the art of Morris dancing is uh, is dying out, primarily because young people aren't um, aren't taking it up because, they, let's be honest, you wear a silly costume and have bells attached to various parts of your body, so it's it's yeah. not allegedly the coolest thing to do. Have but I been, think have
0: you been into Hanley on the... <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, there is that. But um, with it being the May Day bank holiday weekend, uh, May Day itself being the first of May or possibly tomorrow, Monday, uh, we thought we might look into uh, trying to revive it actually because uh, you know we we did the same for the word word up or the phrase word up. word up people now do say to me word up yeah it's only to you but you know we're, we're trying <laughs> to develop it as a phrase <laughs> it's, it's, and also violins i mean violins were seen as being uncool by certain members of the focal community but uh, we, we've now proved that they are the hip new instrument for no, young indeed. people i know so, about
0: morris dancers i know someone who genuinely has fear of morris dancers i don't know that? what the term is but as uh, a friend of mine and uh, i hope were... it's morris danzophobia. phobia <laughs> I hope it is. Are they also afraid of Morrissey the singer?
3: It, uh, we um, should get Morrissey learning how to Morris dance. That will that be would fantastic. Be in a Morris minor. Yeah. He's in Liverpool yeah, soon. He'll exactly, be up for in it. in
0: Morris minor. Morrissey in a Morris minor doing Morris dancing around Maypole. Yes. Do you think he'd be up for it?
3: Perfect. That? Maypoles are, are quite interesting structures as well. Quite pagan, I've, I've been reading about. Um, the, the whole Mayday thing is uh, is, is quite a, a pagan festival. Um, and it's uh, it's actually a traditional summer holiday. It's sort of the start of, um, of the end of spring, start of summer, and let's get out and celebrate flowers and such. So that's what it's. So the, the, the god of flowers is, is Flora, apparently.
0: All oh, right, and there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs>
1: so who's the the uh, the god of margarine? Uh, th- that that's the same person. Same, it's, I thought so. Yeah, it <laughs>
0: celebrates Walpurgis
3: Night. Um, it's the celebrations of Germanic countries. Germans! There you go. There you go. You should have known we, that. I, well, no, I did. According I did, but... to Wikipedia, maypoles are big in Germany.
1: Yeah, are they? Well, they were Lederhosen, which is right, sort of like... Uh, when I say big,
3: I mean actually much bigger. English ones are a lot smaller than European ones. Particularly Scandinavian, but German ones are If you've just large. joined
0: us, we're talking about maypoles here on The Dan <laughs> Logan Show. <laughs> I can now reveal that we've had a, a tweet on our Twitter account, The Dan Logan Show's own Twitter account, from uh, bums, who are the... What are they, Dave. They are um, the Bishopston
3: Union of Morris Men. So it is out there. It is out there. We we put an update on Twitter um, if you want to follow us, twitter.com slash the Dan Logan Show, uh, mentioning about um, Morris dancing and uh, and May and so on. Um, and uh, they they've got in contact with us. They are um, the the crazy bums of Bishopston apparently, and uh, and they they do Morris dancing, which is which is excellent. So if you, you want to. Be part of a Morris dancing extravaganza on the Dan Logan show. Then, then get in touch.
0: In fact, if you, if, if anyone is from there listening, then give us a call. If you are listening, definitely, we'll, have, we'll yes. have you on. We'll have you. You've only got an hour though then uh, Jay Davis is coming in for his Sunday soiree, but give us a call. To
3: be fair, if you can talk about Morris dancing for an hour, I think you're doing well.
0: Hey, if you have a, a, a fantastic story.
3: Well, yes, I mean, first of all, the British, um, no, what they're called, Bishopston Union of Morris Men, Bums, I mean, that's a good acronym, but it reminded me of another one, um, that uh, apparently moobs, man boobs, are on the way out in that lots of men are having breast reductions Mo- moves are down Mo- moves down moves down and out so it's a bad, not the a way bad forward. Day for moves this this is all information from the British Association of Plastic Surgeons or BAPS
2: Focal Radio with Dan Logan
0: i had an email in from Lee, Dawn, James and Lucy saying, greetings, Focal Sunday crew. Uh, I actually use the word... I actually use Word Up occasionally. More than occasionally, please, sir. A- every time you greet someone, say Word Up. Uh, shame you're not at Priestville. That's where he is. As uh, we are having a barbecue with you guys on in the background. Well, thank you very much for that. This is the Dan Logan Show broadcasting live from Focal Towers uh, with you through until six o'clock when uh, the airwaves are taken over by Jay Davis. Still to come, though, in the next 45 or so minutes, we shall be talking geocaching, and uh, we've set our own geocache off, so we'll be uh, telling you how to get involved with that. And if you're new to the show on the Sunday Uh, Sunday afternoon, then we'll explain to you what geocaching actually is all about as well. Uh, We're also going to be talking Fruit of the Week, which this week is the Humble Melon. And um, also, I should be playing uh, local band Suki and the Science. They are, at the end of the month, releasing their new single, uh, which is fantastic. I went to see them at the box in Crew, actually, uh, uh, a couple of days ago. They were fantastic, they played it there. But I have the exclusive first play of it it's called the brave and i should be playing that to you a little bit later on but dave dean you have a melon in front of you please explain what that's all about um yes well
3: the fruit of the week this week is the melon so i i thought i'd bring one in we've been chucking it around the studio we have it's got a few dents in it now <laughs> yeah, it Just, uh, have i'll chuck start. it over to you get ready to catch it yep. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite heavy, Melon. Yes,
0: uh, it was quite heavy and quite near my microphone. It after.
3: was. But the good thing about heavy melon is apparently they've got more juice and more flavour in them. So
0: the heavier the melon?
3: The heavier the melon, the more juice. the more tasty the bigger
0: melon as well.
3: Well, not necessarily, because, you know, if you get more juice in it, then it's heavier. But, yeah, I guess if it's big and heavy, that's good. If it's so, small and heavy, possibly better.
0: I'll give you some time to get some melon facts collated.
3: That's very good of you.
2: With Dan Logan.
0: The following is a party political broadcast from the Melon Party, presented to you by Dave Dean.
3: Um. That was a weird intro, Mr. It was. It was the
0: best intro I've ever come up with.
3: Surprisingly, though, I've actually got some facts here from the National Watermelon Promotion Board of America.
0: That's a real promotion board.
3: That apparently exists, unless it was a mocking website. Um, some watermelon facts, first of all, because the melon is the fruit of the week. The first recorded watermelon harvest occurred nearly 5,000 years ago in Egypt... Over 1,200 varieties of watermelons are grown worldwide in 96 countries. In some Mediterranean countries, the taste of watermelon is paired with the salty taste of feta cheese. A watermelon is 92% water. You were saying earlier that watermelons taste a bit watery.
0: I think watermelons taste like washing up liquid. I can't stand them. They're awful, aren't they?
3: Oh, I don't good. like melons <laughs> at all, of description. How many varieties of melon are there? Uh, well, there's lots of types of melons. Uh, we have a, a cantaloupe melon here. A cantaloupe? That, one that one sounds just, like a uh, Gregorian slapping. monk. <laughs> well, I, I, surprisingly you say that. I think that might be one of the facts in a second. Watermelon's <laughs> official name is Citrullus lanatus of the botanical family Curcobit... Uh, uh, you should, you I should, should have practised this, Suddenly, not you? Apparently. Good. Um and did you know that uh, that family is actually the same gourd family as squashes and cucumbers? Most melons have a similar structure to winter squash with thick flesh and inner seed-filled midsection, and the difference between melons and squashes in general is that squashes are, squashes are considered vegetables and melons are known as fruits with sweet and juicy flavor.
0: Fantastic, apart from the watermelon, which is well, nice, yes. washing up liquid.
3: And the cantaloupe was supposedly named for cantaloupe, a former papal garden near Rome, where the variety was developed.
0: Ah, there you go. Now we've got so one in the we studio, have.
3: which we've been throwing around, quite
0: frankly. Yes, around the studio well, you the know, sometimes
3: it does, because you can test if one of these is ripe by squeezing it. If it sort of gives slightly, then you know it's ripe. And this one... This one
0: is if you, still maybe, a little bit maybe hard. Maybe you're listening, but listening to this and uh, you want to play along with your melon, if you have one. Yes. Uh, then you can <laughs> it if If you've got in. a
3: melon or two at home, then you can, you can you have can a join, bit join of a squeeze. In. It's... Um, it, this is actually quite a firm one. I'm slapping it here next to the microphone so you can hear something. Can I'm I, actually going have a squeeze? A let's, let's just give just it to, uh, to Gavin around. here.
1: He's just having That's a bit of a squeeze uh, in my melon there. It gives a little bit... It, 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 good. It's it got, got lots it of
3: dents in, which I'm thinking is partially because, because lots of we've people squeeze them. Because the if, if you squeeze them too hard, if they're too soft, then you don't want it because it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be off. So you know, if you see one with lots of holes in, as. As you may do, then um, avoid it. Right, I'm going to stab the. Ma- I'll just move the You are using now. a
0: butter knife for that, Dave. Well, it's not work. Well, to be <laughs> fair,
3: Focal Towers hasn't got the best selection of knives. I think it's some of the presenters, to be honest. <laughs> might
0: be because we're a radio station and not a gourmet. <laughs> 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 Possibly so. Let's just. Can you Ow, in? That's stabbed, that, that, that is gone. You can into also the use the melon as a, um, a thing for putting your pens, like a pencil pot. You could ram pens and things in it and have it as a <laughs> ornamental pen pot. You could. You can do
3: you so, know? I actually had a melon as a child. This is a very true story. I had a melon uh, because we did various fruits at school, and I got a melon. Um, and my teacher let me take it home, so I took it home and put it in Named the corner it. of my bedroom. Uh, didn't think anything of it. Uh, weeks later, uh, my parents couldn't understand why there was this terrible smell <laughs> in, in my bedroom, and apparently this melon had just rotted in the corner of my room. Mm, I not thought not nothing more of it. And my room was so tidy that no one noticed this rotting <laughs> melon in the corner. So untidy or so tidy? So untidy untidy unfortunately but yes so i've just opened the melon up now this actually i will pass half around the studio it smells quite nice but i'm I'm this this is the smell this 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 is a cantaloupe melon it's very sweet smelling it's It's kind of orangey flesh inside with loads of little seeds in the middle and uh (coughs) on the outside it's sort of a green harder thing it's not as hard as i thought it would have been um do you know that christopher columbus apparently took the first melon seeds to the new world in 1940, uh, <laughs> 1940. no four, 1494 so uh... they've been they've been around for a while so i'm just gonna chop out some of these uh, seeds from the middle can you and you seeds to take it you can't uh... well i guess you can but it's probably not the tastiest bit of the melon and as we're doing this, in part to try and uh, get you liking the melon, you can hear the There's lovely juices coming out. There's some fantastic noises coming out. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's, it's kind of juicy inside. You can apparently make melon wine. You take melons. It's best to use a selection of different uh, melons to get the full flavour. Like with cider, you different apples. Aren't you? I I didn't know that. We should we should do fruit of the week of the apple one time and uh, and make some cider live on the show.
0: That'd be great. You've got to wait. I mean, you've got to let it ferment first. Abe. Uh, have We've you? only got a four-hour share I
3: didn't, I didn't know that. I, I know nothing. Uh, melons uh, can be used in... Um, they're sometimes used as starters, aren't they? Along with uh, Palmer ham.
0: Yeah, but don't we normally put a sort of weird... Uh, sort of grape... Not grape them. Sort of, you have a weird sort of melon ball, don't you? Uh,
3: yes, you can
0: You can get things.
3: specific melon ballers, yes. So, uh, uh, one, one of the few f- fruits that you can eat ball really. It wouldn't, wouldn't particularly work with a lemon, would it?
0: No.
3: Um, right, I'm just putting a lovely piece of melon over there. This is going to be horrible. So that can... Would you like melons. a bit, eh, Gavin?
1: Well, no, not really, but I think I'll have to try it. It looks as nice. As
3: you've it... both been dissing the watermelon, I think you're going to have to try a bit of the cantaloupe. give it a go. Uh, That's Matt not too bath. bad, actually. Sorry. Right. Doesn't taste as much. They are nicer, Doesn't taste these, than watermelons. No offence to the watermelons or the Watermelon
1: Promotion Board of America. Not really, um, washing up liquid. More, more bubble bath.
0: I yeah, know. probably right, actually. Well... Mm. Ah. I don't think the uh, people, whatever the melon board of America uh, promotion board, are going to book us for any event anytime I don't, I, soon. Sure,
3: I, I quite like this, melon. I think it's quite sweet and very good for you as well. So d- it's, I'm it's sort of growing
0: a little bit of a taste for it. I have to say. I,
3: I think we may have to try you with another slice here. Dan. Let me just chop one off. They are very juicy, actually. Once you start chopping them off, so you're going to have to pass your plate back, or else ah. we're going to destroy the studio.
0: There's melons everywhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Let's pass that back mm-hmm. on there. We, we will convert him into a melon addict before the day I is out. I can't
0: pick it up. I'm going to, have to eat this from the plate. You've <laughs> got it all <laughs> over your I'm chin, mate. Dad has
3: got, D- got this all over his mouth. It's, the seeds are flying everywhere.
0: Well, I can't press the buttons otherwise.
3: <laughs> 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 what, what's you your verdict, Young Logan.
0: Not as horrible as the watermelon, but it's not my favourite fruit of the week. I think that's half a damn point for the melon. You can get... yeah, maybe. Possibly.
2: Radio with Dan Logan.
0: Big news on the Dan Logan show. We have the exclusive first play of uh, Suki and the Science's new single. It's released on the 25th of this month. Uh, Suki and the Science are a three piece band uh, comprising of sort of keyboards, uh, vocals, and drums. Uh, Jay, Waddington, Jay Waddington, Ellie Field, and uh, Big Al on drums. I don't know Big L's second name, so he's just going to be Big Al. Uh They're a local band, but they are, are doing some fantastic things. Uh, they often play down in London, and also uh, I caught up with them um, a couple of days ago at the, uh, at the Box in Crew. They can't make it today, they were hoping to come on the show, as it's our first Sunday, but uh, sadly they're at a, uh, the premiere, actually, of the uh, new Gollum movie. Because uh, Jay, who's the, uh, the keyboard player in the band Has has had something to do with it So he's uh, waiting to see his name At the end of the uh, the credits there on the film So sadly they can't make us uh, make it with us today But nevertheless, I can play their new single It's released on the iTunes and Reverb Nation And all that sort of stuff um, On the 25th of this month Check them out though, check them out on MySpace Suki and the Science S-U-K-I and the Science Their new song for Brave Which is out to download on the 25th of may so get your uh, fingers clicking for that one and also i'm not sure when they're playing next but do check them out on their myspace and uh, see when they're playing cause they're a fantastic band to watch uh, this is the dan logan show with you for the next 15 minutes and then that's it for our first ever sunday show so uh, i'm very excited about it all i'm excited that it's coming to the end of the show and i can still see daylight that sort of just Makes a change, doesn't it? Yeah, I,
3: I've just uh, had the latest word from Suki and the Science. They're playing the seventh of May in uh, Manchester.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, where's that?
3: Uh, invention at
0: um, Moho Live. There you go. Wherever that check is. Check it out. Now then, um, if you're uh, a regular regular listener and you've moved across with us to this new time, then, then well m- done. Then well done. Thank Round you. Round of applause. Yes, I to see. you. Woo. Round of applause for our regular listener who's uh, (laughs) moved over. If you're new to us, though, and you haven't already turned your radio off in disgust, then uh, you won't know what geocaching is. Now, basically, it's a bit like... I don't know, did you know? I have no idea. No idea. Basically, it's a bit like a modern-day treasure hunt. And what you do is you go to the uh, geocaching website, you Mm -hmm. type in uh, where you want to look for these things, which I'll explain in a minute. Uh, So you may... uh, We typed in Stoke when we did ours. Okay. And you get a list of all the geocaches in Stoke. Now, there's a lot of them. There's about hundreds of them. So, And there's thousands of them all around the country. Also in Germany, it's quite big as well.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: And what you do is you then find uh, whichever one you want to go for. And it's just a box or a... Um, we had a 33mm... You know, like the old camera films? Yeah, yeah. The packets that you get those in. I know. Quite often it's one of those. Sometimes it's a small topware box. And they're literally just hidden around the place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Normally in a public area, a park or a forest or somewhere like that. Ours mm-hmm. was on the canal when we went to find our one. And um, you get given the name, they're all given names. Mm-hmm. Our one was uh, Cyclist's Dismount. And right. then you just decide, I'm going to go for that one. And you get given the uh, coordinates, the GPS coordinates, for the exact ones, like you know, the posh, fancy, long north, south, east, west yeah. coordinates. Lots of
1: degrees and decimal yeah. places and so on. Yeah.
0: And you get given that, and that's all you're given. And you then need to go and find it using a GPS system. Right. Either you sort of your in-car one, because quite often you can just type in... Yeah, exact on the sat-nav. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. sat-nav thing, or you can get a fancy sort of modern compass thing, which yes, so you can yeah. put it into. And you then just go off looking for it. And what do you do when you found it? Uh, you, 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 uh, you grin, because you found it. Good, yeah. And uh, quite often, there's, sometimes there's things uh, to take from them. You can add and take things away. Oh, I but a little trinkets right. and things. Yeah. Uh, sometimes there's things with a mission, which we'll go onto in a minute, because that's our one that we've started. Oh. Okay. And uh, also, all of them have a, or most of them, I seem, I think, uh, have a little notebook in them or a little piece of paper. You just write down your thoughts, and when you uh, when you got there, you can get all this in the film canister. You can get not the trinkets and stuff, but the film canister one was just a. Um, just, log paper, book, just a it? bit of paper. Just a bit of paper. With a log book in it. Oh, that sounds but really interesting. And a really little it? pencil as well. Which a is right, a tiny pencil big enough to fit in. When we went and did it, I thought this is going to be a waste of my time. But actually, it was really fun. Mm. You get out in the countryside, we found ours down near a canal mm-hmm. uh, uh, next to a sign that said cyclists dismount. And it was sort of right. hidden in some bushes somewhere. So we sort of right. found it. And the sense of achievement is really good. And then uh, what was more interesting, though, was the amount of people that are actually doing this. Right. Because when we, we we just chose one out of the hundreds that we could have chosen around here mm-hmm. and they were already onto it it was a very thin bit of paper to fit in the canister but it was already sort of halfway down it with people just writing little messages and it was apparently the second time they've had to replace it because it was getting that full that many people have visited that site so
1: that was a popular canister
0: i think they all are
1: they all are Yeah, they all seem to
0: be really
1: really popular so we decided
0: we would jump on that bandwagon and launch our own, which Dave will explain a bit more about, because this is, um, we launched our own, what's it called, travel bug. Travel bug, yes. We uh, we launched the travel bug, which I think is called the Focal Radio Travel
3: Bug, because we were very imaginative when we were naming it.
0: Wasn't it Dan Logan travel bug?
3: Uh, d- no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it had the Dan Logan Show mission on it, though, ah, which is the you. important yeah. thing. Um, and uh, the essentially, they're little dog tag things that uh, you can attach to really anything that you want to. We, um... Uh, I forgot to take anything to attach it to, so we're, we're going to have to revisit the uh, the tag and uh, we're hoping to attach a, an MP3 file to it so that people understand what uh, what it's all about. Um, But it can be anything. It can be a toy, it can be a memento, it can be a CD or or anything like that that's got this tag on with a tracking number. You put that into the geocaching.com website and you can see exactly what's happened to the tag and also what the mission is. So the mission for us is to uh, wander all around uh, the the focal area, Staffordshire and Cheshire, visiting as many geocaches as possible and also see how far throughout the world it can go because uh, it'd be quite exciting if it can make it to maybe Australia and back within, uh, we set it about a year's time limit to be back for St George's Day next year and uh, we dropped it off at a, um, a cache. undisclosed location it fairly undisclosed it's a uh, a location in Britain. Uh, it's called the Eleanor de Britain cache um we dropped it off there it was just after st george's day so about a week or so ago now um and already somebody has found the travel bug oh i was gonna say what the latest update is the latest update um a, a chap called paul found it and uh, and somebody called alex and holly the dog um, they they found it. Uh, Holly the dog apparently found it uh, quite quickly because she thought it would lunch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they said they found the travel bug, but they weren't confident that they'd have somewhere new to place it soon enough, and didn't want to be hanging on for to it for too long. So they uh, they've left it in that uh, in that same cache. So we'll still be able to find it there. But if you want to go and find it, um, we can. Uh, we'll, we'll probably put all this information on the uh, the blog. Actually, won't we? Yeah, we'll that out. If you if you are those
0: people, if you are Holly the dog, and was it Paul? Did you say? Uh, I think it was Paul, Alex, Holly the dog. If you are and you're now listening to the show, then do let us know. Uh, send us a, an email to dan.logan at focalradio.com and let us know. And likewise,
3: if you're out listening to the show on your portable DAB radio and you're geocaching as we speak,
0: get in touch. Yeah, let us know. You've only got ten minutes to do it live now because, it, I mean, I've seen Jay. He's just got out of his car. He's, he's probably itching to get in now.
3: He's, he's just been knocking
0: on the door, in fact. Yes. I, th- I think we've overstayed our welcome, to we, to we need to get a move on, really, don't we? Um, yes, this is the Dan Logan Show, the first time we have broadcast uh, on a Sunday. From and doesn't it show? It does, <laughs> from two until six.
2: Focal Radio with Dan Logan.
0: This is the end of the Dan Logan Show, the first one ever on a Sunday. That's just a, a focal first. I'd like to say um, big thank you to Mr. Gavin Hammond who's joined us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here. Fantastic. We're after five a fiver, now, isn't it? Uh, tenner, actually. Uh, I think it was a fiver. It's a doctor. It's expensive stuff. Yeah, you'll say what it is. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Dave Dean. Word down, people. Excellent word down to you. Don't forget, we are now on Sundays uh, between two and six. Don't in... tune in tomorrow night. We won't be there. We're not going to be there. We'll be somewhere. I'll be sunning it somewhere. I might be having another barbecue. You never know. <laughs> Who knows what I'm going to be doing, but I won't be on air. So uh, we have moved from two until six in between Gaz Ryder and Jay Davis, who is itching to get on uh, and on with his show. Don't forget, you can get in contact with us. If you are Morris Men, by the way, if you are listening, then uh, dan.logan at focalradio.com. I would love to hear from you and, start, and sort something out, maybe. Maybe we should start learning to Morris dance. Will all opt for that?
1: Definitely, it's got to be done. Mm-hmm. I'll think about it. That was the. Uh, 20 quid and you're on.
0: Where is it with you and money, man? You're (laughs) money-obsessed. No answer to that. This is the Dan Logan Show here on Focal Radio. For me, it's Word Down.
2: Focal Radio with Dan Logan. that matters to you. Across Staffordshire and Cheshire, on DAB and online, this is Focal Radio.
0: The news shall be coming in a minute. This is the Dan Logan Show. Just finishing off, things couldn't, you know... A perfect show, just wasn't going to happen, was it? Had to just end a little bit dozzly just at the very end. But never mind, I shall be back uh, with you from 2 until 6 uh, on uh, next Sunday, so be sure to tune in and join us. But uh, from me and the team, it's uh, Word Down.